that? We're recording now. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure there. Start podcasting now. Perfect. Uh, now. You, it hasn't even been that long since you were on. Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, but it's, it's... It's not my podcast. Yeah, but we're also, we're in quarantine. It's very stressful. It's hard to maintain, like, short-term memories. It's very true. My brain mm-hmm. is not what it used to be. I'm also a little bit stoned. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Oh, from your toast. <laughs> from my toast, yeah. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Um, we're recording another uh, in-house episode today. Whose uh, house? Mount Our Mausoleum's house. house. Oh. <laughs> Check out our Bandcamp, mountmausoleum.bandcamp.com. It exists, but there's nothing on it. Yet? Yet. Question mark? Yet. Um, the end, question mark? Yeah. Yeah. To be yeah. continued? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's still, I mean, like, it's still technically quarantine. And I mean, as we're recording this, there's debate on whether there will be a second lockdown coming. Um. So, you know, things are still up in the air. Things are weird. So we're breaking with uh, tradition a little bit. We're recording in the living room of our house, which means you guys might get some street noise um, coming in. But, like, who cares? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take When I edit it, I'll take out as much as possible. But, like, we'll deal with it. Like, we've been doing weird uh, uh, Skype episodes, and there's always some, you know, audio things. It's fine. Everybody gets it. We get it. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, we watched the movie we're about to discuss today uh, last night after I got off work, so around like eleven thirty at night. Uh-huh. And although I had seen it, I retained very little memory of it. And now I think I understand why, is because it feels very similar to like being on drugs um, <laughs> or watching. And I this is not hyperbole. It felt a little like when I watched The Holy Mountain. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yodorowsky's Holy Mountain. Like, it's just so much stimuli, and there's so much your brain is thinking about, and so many details that are fascinating and inexplicable. Today we're talking about Howard the Duck. Great <laughs> Duck. duck holy the fuck yeah this movie is great what year 1986 uh, yep 86 baby, baby came out in august 1986 oh um i know that because uh i watched it again this morning yeah mm-hmm. so for listeners we watched it last night um you know late by like average you know work week standards we finished up around like one Something in the morning. We all went to bed, and then Crystal woke up at 7 yep. and watched it again. <laughs> yep, And but this time I took notes, because I was just so floored by all of it. Yeah, let's talk brief. Our guest today is Crystal Brackett. Hello, Crystal. Oh, that's exactly what I was raising my hand for. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crystal. Um, I'm a what, third time guest? Yeah. Yep. Hello, excellent humans, and welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch podcast. I'm Allison Euclid, as always with me, my co-host... Hunter the Bush. Hunter the Bush. Okay. Hunter 
the bush. Bush sound. Yeah. It's rustling. Yeah, yeah as, as heard in our last episode on The Happening. Yep. And uh, with us <laughs> this time is our uh, dear roommate and, yeah, third time guest. Third time guest. Third time guest. Hello, I'm Crystal. Yeah, now you actually have a V in your name. Crystal T-L bracket. Yeah, and the yeah. T stands for the. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, your name could also fit. K-T-L-B. Yeah. yeah. K-T-L-B. And Allison it's... Yak. <laughs> yeah, sure. Shoehorn that in there for me. Thank you. I'm not the one that gave you your name. Just clown car my name into this. <laughs> clown car my name. I like that. Just uh, packing more syllables in there than should reasonably fit. But we are coming to you live from Yellow Kitchen Studios in lovely Mount Mausoleum, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. What a lovely day. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, I think it's pretty nice out. Uh, I haven't been outside. But... I have not checked the David Lynch weather report for the day, but uh, it's pretty mm. nice. Mm, that's fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing Howard the Duck today, and I just wanted to take the time to say that growing up, Howard the Duck was like my favorite movie. I watched it all the time. Like, it was always the thing that, like, I would want to put on and just, like, like instead of a cartoon, it would be Howard the Duck. And I cr- full-on cried when my dad accidentally, or maybe not accidentally, taped over it. Because um, he, yeah, he was taping something off TV and taped over, or already taped off of of VHS we rented. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I or maybe them. we maybe we taped it off TV. So yeah, I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. I saw parts of it as an adult when my roommate, uh, who lived here a very, very long time ago, uh, was watching it in the kitchen one day and <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? Oh my god, this is Howard the Duck. And I was like, I loved this movie as a kid. So, yeah, it's, um, a lot. It's so much. I remember also, apparently, almost nothing about this movie, like, but at the same time, it, there's so much of it that I really, really enjoy in an aesthetic way. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't look bad. No. At all. Like. (laughs) It, It doesn't. I said early on last night, and I stand by, I think the Howard the Duck performance is, like, really very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I can look it up and get the names, but there are about, like, seven people credited as Howard, um, which I don't know if that's a combination of, like, actors and voice performance and animatronics or not. I don't know what the split is. Well... Uh, I'm just going by IMDb, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, like, there were a lot of people working on Howard the Duck. I think in the credits, it might just be all the people that were acting in the suit, Right. But there were also puppeteers and there was a Oh, definitely. Uh, it's actor. an animatronic, yeah. uh, you know, duck head. Yeah. That is very expressive. Um, yeah. Very expressive. Yeah. And like, like weirdly expressive. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you have, okay, I'm looking at IMDb now. Um, Chip Zine or Zine. Um, it does the voice and like, it's a good vocal performance. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the whoever the actors are in any given scene are like, there's a lot of physical acting yeah. um, to go along. and that, So that's, at minimum, three components. You have a vocal component, a physical component, and then the animatronic component. And it all really, honestly, really works. Mm-hmm. 
like it never you know I've, I've seen my fair share of movies where some someone or someones are in a suit pretending to be some kind of character and some of it is garbage and this mm-hmm. is weirdly expressive yeah um, for 1986 and for being all practical effects which i do have you know a soft spot for it's still it really really was good um i also yeah. want to mention the before we move on too much i want to this is the list of actors credited as howard the duck howard t duck Ed Gale, which I believe is doing most of the acting, because he was, I think, the only one credited in the opening credits. Yeah, uh, so he actually was... So the original idea was they were going to have a child actor in the suit, Mm. and uh, Ed Gale was going to be the stuntman for anything that the kid couldn't do. However, because it's hard to work with child actors because they have limited uh, availability on set and everything, they had a hard time being able to do any night shooting. So they ended up scrapping that idea. That's like and going, the first half of the movie. Is, yes. Yeah. 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 And going uh, just with little people actors. Gotcha. And it's, yeah, a variety of people wearing the suit depending on who was available. Sure. Um, and so we have, could do what was necessary. Sure. Yep. So we have Ed Gale, uh, main main credited actor. Um, as again, as uh, mentioned, Chip Zine uh, as the voice. Tim Rose, Steve Sleep, S-L-E-A-P, Sleep. Peter Baird. Uh, Mary Wells and Lisa Sturs. Uh, oh, and um, Jordan Prentice, all credited as Howard T. Duck. Um, so that's a lot of people, and it's not the same as having you know uh, this many people play a character that you can actually see. But to get a consistent level of like performance quality is impressive across that many people trying to play oh, a unified character. Certainly, yeah. Um, yeah. And then added into that, yes, the. Uh, the animatronic element where you have to have the emoting um physical emoting lining up with what the face is doing to sell a thing like that's i was impressed yeah well not only that the suit apparently is very unwieldy because they had to have so much stuff oh yeah yeah. it's 1986 so i'm sure it's like a million pounds of servos yeah yeah um it was hot it was heavy uh it was hard to hear inside of it sure oh yeah i can't imagine with the amount of like actual feathers or just like things that look like feathers oh, on yeah. it it's not yeah, yeah you're or basically even wearing like noise a... of stuff moving around your head <laughs> yeah yeah you're basically wearing a football helmet with a million fucking servos a million fucking, fucking... servos michael <laughs> uh glued <laughs> to it, it <laughs> <laughs> glued to it uh, all buzzing and humming and shit and then it's basically super insulated because it has to be <laughs> And then it's covered in feathers and all that other shit. Like, that's all nuts. You just fall asleep in that thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in 20-whatever, when they did that Grinch movie, you know, that had to have, like, a coolant system in it because Jim Mm -hmm. Carrey was like, "I, if not, I will die. Um, (laughs) Do you want to know what the coolant system was for this? Was it just ice packs? It's 1986. No, it was that they, like, jammed a fan down the uh, bill of the duck costume. Oh, like in between takes? In between takes, yeah. Well, because I know, I don't remember what movie I read this on, but there are, there was some movie where, like, they didn't know this in the beginning of production, but, like, it became clear during production that it was too hot in whatever suit. Again, I don't remember what. But so they ended up getting one of those, like, window air conditioner units that has the um, hose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, when they were shooting from waist up, they would just jam the hose, like, 
oh, in the back seam of the suit and just pump air conditioning into the suit so they could do these takes and not have the person like sweating to death inside. Oh my mm-hmm. God. And the only times it wasn't actively air conditioned were like full body shots or when it was in motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, yeah, some, I think a kid's movie. I can't yeah. remember where I heard it, yeah. but yeah. Oh, so kind of like when you see the behind the scenes of like Jurassic Park and the Velociraptors just have human legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the true horror. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're so fun. Ah, uh, I love it. Clever girl. <laughs> Shoot her! Um, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Those are the two best lines from Jurassic Park. Yeah. So our notes, I don't. I can't speak for all of us, but my notes specifically, uh, I said this to you guys off air, they look like um, the set list for a jam band that is really into ducks. Uh, and I said, they might be called The Grateful for Bread. Yeah. Which I think is a really solid duck slash jam band pun. And I appreciate all your laughter and applause. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yes. But no, seriously, like, I, you know, a lot of times I write like, so-and-so is really good in this scene, you know, or like, oh, this is the, like, this scene is the central metaphor scene or whatever this is literally just a list of actions this is like bullet points for this movie and the bullet points are fucking insane yes yes Mm -hmm. they contain things like the first one is two moons like Tatooine one says duck punks one says duck condom oh yeah hot tub fever Mm -hmm. flee the cops like these are it's just uh, and laser eyes these are just like bullet points oh oh, yeah oh yeah laser eyes I have the words horrifying eyes written down so many times. (laughs) There's so much weird shit in this movie, And yet, it's very infrequently about Howard the Duck. Uh, Yeah, it's sometimes Howard the Duck. For me, it's kind of Howard the Duck, but also, yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was surprisingly good. Uh, It's... Dips a toe into the uncanny valley, but it doesn't go over the edge. For me, it's it almost over the edge. It does not dip a toe into the uncanny valley. No. It dips its weird, fleshy-palmed, fingernail-having hands into the uncanny valley. Yeah. Okay. See, they also make... He, well, he, so, Howard... I mean, maybe this is, is better for, like, in the discussion of the movie, but, like, one point, Howard... The duck makes a statement about if if God wanted us to fly, mm. he would have kept our wings. Or let yeah. us kept our wings or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait. Wait, what? Well, is that why you have those weird fleshy fingernailed ha- duck so, hands? Okay. The fingernails did bother me. The fingernails I will, I will don't make sense. Yeah. No. They don't make sense from an evolutionary standpoint. The fleshy palms do if you're buying into... Tim Robbins is in this movie. If you're buying into Tim Robbins' theory about duck evolution on Howard's planet, which we don't find out until the very end is, I think, just called Duck World, which is the least creative thing in the whole movie. Uh, Well, I would argue that, but we'll get there. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because there's a lot of duck puns, and most of them are pretty good. I mean, like, you know, it's it's a limited ground, Mm -hmm. but um, they make the most of it. So if you buy into the concept that, like, just like we, if you believe in evolution, which you should because it's science, you know, evolutionarily we we evolved from apes, monkeys, things like that. And that's why we look the way we do and have the features we do and, you know, have the, the things that apes and monkeys kind of have. Um, and if you buy into duck evolution as theorized by Tim Robbins, then they're, you know, evolving away from having wings to having arms and 
tool-manipulating fingers and hands. Okay, sure. And that kind of explains the fleshy palms, because, like, I would imagine it's hard to hold things with with feathers, feathers, right? Okay, that makes sense. Even feathers covering, like, an otherwise, quote-unquote, normal hand. Yeah. Like, it's slippery, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, They're oily. That's the point. Yeah. So... Um, the fleshy palms make sense, but fingernails don't make sense, and it's fucking creepy. It's very weird. Um, I feel like they're, I feel like a lot of people probably didn't notice it, but uh, we noticed it, and we're all taken aback. Yeah, well, no. So what I, I th- feel like my senses were super heightened while watching this movie. <laughs> what I think decisionally is either you do away with fingernails in general. That's the correct answer. Or... If you have them and you want it to be anatomically correct for birds, they'd be talons, but talons are evil, so you can't do that. But so for some reason, they rounded up to fingernails, well, which but, is a and choice. I mean, and ducks do have, like, nails, yeah. but they're not really talony. Yeah, but he well, didn't have the... nails on his toes, toes that which, we yeah, could see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they were also kind of too pink. They were very, sure. like, yeah, they were very pinky but definitely orange yeah it was orange but but they were very weird looking i don't know yeah it was it's weird i mean it's fine yeah um howard if you have not seen the movie is uh what like three ish three two three two they say he mentions that in oh i think uh i don't know if this is uh nope it's not wrong or not but the imdb somebody like was saying that his driver's license had him at three one so either he's lying about his height or that's a miss Oh, that's, that's an attribution thing. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what they, the, the cop. Yeah, the cop says he's three foot one and yeah, he's like which, three foot two. Yeah, which the cop has mm. his license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the cop's like, well, he's a duck, duck-like individual. Uh, you know, he's armed. And the guy, the guy playing the cop in that scene is, has got to be a voice actor because he has a real voice actor voice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's a duck-shaped individual, uh, three, you know, three foot one, armed and dangerous. And I was just like, this guy has a great. Yeah. Voice actor voice. And then, yeah, uh, Howard and Leah Thompson, Marty McFly's mom, is also in this movie. Yep. They're hiding in the garbage, and he's like, mm-hmm. three foot two. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, let's, let's before we dive too, 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 too much into this, let's do the brief plot as it is. Howard is a duck on a planet of ducks. I'll, I'll do it real quick. Yeah. He's a duck on a planet of ducks. Gets home from a day at the office. Their, their world is pretty much just like ours. Cities, you know, roads. Uh, Movies. Yeah, modern inventions, current movies for the age. Beer. Uh, beer, pornography. All in the first, like, 40 seconds. Yeah, all this mm-hmm. is in TV. the front. Yeah, yeah TV. All, uh, yeah. Seemingly all technological, uh, era-appropriate technological inventions. Nothing sci-fi-y, uh, really, you know. And, um, yeah, gets home from a day at the office. And then suddenly, and really without any kind of uh, knowledge or warning, Howard, and Howard alone, is sucked in his armchair... Uh, through several walls of his apartment building, up into space, through a wormhole, spit out into another wormhole, which lands him uh, on our planet um, in Cleveland. Ohio. Yep. There he meets uh, Leah Thompson, who is Barbara. She is in a band Beverly. called... Beverly. Is it Beverly? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I could have sworn she said Barbara. No. no. It's Bev. Yep. All my notes say Barbara. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I know I'm going to say it more. It's fine. Uh, Beverly, uh, and she is uh, the singer and gu- lead singer and guitar player in a band called, is it just Cherry Bomb? Yeah, yep. Cherry Bomb. All the songs were written by Thomas Dolby, so Thomas Dolby's 
1986 new wavy influenced idea of like a punkish girl band. Yeah, like it sounds like the Go Go's. Yeah, yeah. like kind of like the Go Go's. Oh, I have uh, more. Yeah. I have more information. I have so much more about this when we get to it. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about it. Cool. Um, um and uh, they meet up outside the club, like after you know after her set is over, and she takes pity on him because. Uh, He's like, I got nowhere to go and it's raining. And she's like, he's pathetic. Uh, so she takes him back to her apartment. They, um, spoilers, like immediately fall in love, basically, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, okay, we have to figure out your whole shit. So I'm going to take you to my pal, Tim Robbins, who is a uh, lab assistant for real scientists. Tim Robbins, by the way, is like swinging for the fences this whole movie. Oh. It's a really big, really crazy performance. My God. Yeah. Uh, hijinks ensues. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Robbins, you know, takes some feather samples, and then like his superiors, including um, uh, Jeffrey Jones, of all people, uh, are all scientists, and they want to, you know, they want to see this duck from space because it turns out they've made some kind of big space laser thing that, like, the only thing I can compare it to is like the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know what it's actually supposed to do. They explain it in the movie, but dude, it went in it one ear and out no the sense. other. Yeah. Um, but basically what they did is uh, they accidentally tore a hole in space briefly and sucked, again, just Howard through. They're like, oh, well, maybe we can use him to figure out how to calibrate it or something. They try to use it again. They summon essentially a Lovecraftian elder god, <laughs> which is great, and possesses fucking Jeffrey Jones. So throughout the last third of the movie you get to watch fucking ed rooney from ferris bueller's day off mutate from you know jeffrey jones into this like at the end he looks like dr wiley from mega man yes with laser eyes and like spines coming out of his back it's so wild and then there is a fight for all of you know humanity Humanity. because uh, he wants to suck the other elder gods out of deep space howard's in a fucking like go-kart armed with a super laser dude it's so so crazy and howard Um, saves the world howard saves the world and um then we get a musical number and that's how the movie ends so that's the plot howard saves the world but can never go home again yeah Eh. i mean they built a thing i feel like they could build it again right um but he had to destroy it to save the world Uh yeah um which means theoretically can't go home again but why would he want to so um yeah we'll get into all the details of there's a whole lot more Kind of. So much. So, what do we want to talk about? I want to talk about literally everything. Sure. Um, What do we want want to start with? Well, so, the first things I have in my notes, (laughs) um, and I really love just, like, looking at my notes, and I'm like, oh, man, this is what I was thinking of. So, I... Can you send me, when you're done, when we're done, screenshots of your notes before you delete anything? Oh, I don't delete them, but yes. um, I just want to, because I'll post them on social media so people can see, like, and I'm going to take photos of our notebooks so you can yeah. kind of see, like, this is where we're at. So, like I said, I watched this again this morning. I got up really early because my brain sucks. So I got up at 7 a.m., couldn't go back to sleep. I decided to watch Howard the Duck again. This time was not the, you know, this is now the second time I'm rewatching this as an adult. Um, so I took a ton of notes. Um, my favorite thing right at the beginning, like very first minute of the movie, you see that like, you know, his world is just like ours and there's movie posters. Yep. There's one for like Raiders of the Lost Ark, basically. Uh, um, it is Breeders of the Lost Stork, which is, I, I'm assuming, sounding. I'm assuming it's a porno. It sounds oh, like it. Maybe. Right? Yeah. It's a porno parody. So the, the, his movie, his world not only has movies, 
but it has porno parody movies. Of of our world? That's the confusing well, part. So I think it's that, you know, it's a parallel, you know, it's a parallel universe theory, which is like... So they have the same things that yeah, we... Yeah, culture, culture theoretically evolved on a similar path. But, um, yeah. So we both ended up with Indiana Jones-type films. Yeah. Uh, just one is, you know, starring duck actors. But then, in their world, they parodied that with a movie called Breeders of the Lost Stork. Stork. Unless their whole world... Okay, so, okay, wild theory. Mm-hmm. Their world is just really, really horny. Yes. Okay? Well, yeah. Because everything we see... We're only on his world for about one minute, maybe two. Yeah. Of, of the film's runtime. Everything is super horny. There are two instances of duck breasts. And when I say duck breasts, I mean actual round breasts with nipples, nipples. like only mammals have. Yep. On ducks. One is in a magazine and one is in Howard's neighbor who is in the tub who is definitely masturbating, right? With a martini she in ha- her hand. Yeah, she's having a whole night. She's in a bubble bath. She's masturbating. She's singing. She has a martini. She also pays Howard the Duck being no sucked mind. through her walls in a recliner backwards. Absolutely no attention. No attention. She's in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tried to get there, you know. Um, there's also a, like sex voicemail that was just like oh howard i just had a dream about you and we were doing and like i'll show you what we were doing tonight and i'm just like oh my god this movie is so horny and i think that that's the craziest thing to me that like i watched this a lot as a kid and i was just like oh i all of this must have been completely lost on me like this is insane and yeah this is the first minute of the movie yeah, so the other two movie posters in Howard's apartment that we see are Splashdance, obviously, a parody yep. of Flashdance, and My Little Chickadee starring uh, May Nest <laughs> and W.C. Fowl, which, I mean, those could be porn, porn duck actor names. They really could be. It's hard to say. Maybe all their movies are porno movies. I feel like that's going a little far. Really? <laughs> I feel like you're pinning a lot of this on the fact that it's breeders. Well, yeah. Yeah. I am, but uh-huh. what else? Uh, my Occam's razor is that they wanted a lot of references to George Lucas things because, uh, you know, he was a major producer and it was ILM. Sure, but uh, he didn't have anything to do with, Splash, with Flashdance or whatever, you know. My no, but I be. think they really wanted the Raiders of the Lost Ark in there yeah, and that maybe. that was the closest thing to bird puns that they came up with breeders is not a bird pun well stork right but yeah. you, that's what i'm saying you don't need to put breeders in there okay. it could just be raiders of the lost stork okay right like i don't know I, yeah i have no idea like, how to judge that comparatively yeah. it's my little chickadee not fly little chickadee because that makes it less intelligible as a parody of something it just seemed you know okay like, like, breeders, I'm not missing, it, like, uh, another meaning, right? Like, it sounds like they're like, we have to find this stork and fuck it. Okay. I don't have any idea. I just think it's a really bad pun. Like, I don't think it's porn. I think that they legitimately meant to make it like, oh, this is going to be really funny. And sure. then it's just really fucking weird sure they didn't have a uh you know that's your opinion and you're entitled to it but i stand by every movie on duck world is pornography they didn't have a harrison ford stand-in on the poster with his dick out (laughs) they did not but pirates 
uh-huh didn't yeah. didn't the, have the, the pornography the pornography from, pirates what was it vivid yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it was vivid. Yeah. I have to check my collection. Um, yeah. The, I think, still to date, most expensive porn ever created because of the level of CG. So much CG. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It's um, wild. Not bad. The, the pornography. Pirates, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the of the Caribbean. No, 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 no. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. We all, we, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> We've seen it a lot. Not yeah. a lot. I don't actually own it even. No, no, no. That I think might... I saw it like two or three times when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody was all, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, oh my God, this is inconceivable that a pornography could have, um, you know, like a budget. What would have that been, 2008 or something? That sounds about right. Somewhere around there. And that's still less weird than Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. definitely. This like expensive pornography that was made. Mm-hmm. This is a really well lit, well shot movie. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the sex was sex was decent, well shot. It was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Like features Evan Stone, one of my favorite adult film actors. Mentioned on a couple previous. of previous episodes. <laughs> I love him would, a lot. Yeah, and I would like again to extend the invitation, Evan Stone, if you're listening to this. Please come on the podcast. Yeah. We would like to watch any movie uh, that you want to talk about with you and then do an episode uh, on it. Uh Uh-huh. That'd be great. Yep. You just can't do Howard the Duck because I can't. I can't do it again, dude. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) No, actually, I probably could. It's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I joked last night that we would have to do a minute-by-minute podcast just to break down all of Howard the Duck. My jaw was on the floor within five minutes of hitting play. Yeah. It is so overwhelming. (laughs) It is. There's a lot, which is why I think that, like, it just, there's so much to talk about that I don't think we can, I, I don't, I think this, this episode would be, like, twice the length Sure. Howard the Duck if we talked about everything. No, yeah. I do want to mention that um, on Howard's Homeworld, they have two moons, like Tatooine. Yep. Yep. Do and you see it right around the time that George Lucas gets his credit. Oh, yes. yeah. It's yeah. not subtle. Um, yep. But also, like, just as I think judging only by the information I'm given by the film itself, that all their films could be pornography. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, I think that it, they're in the same galaxy as Tatooine. Yeah. that. Oh my God, I love that. Right? I love that, I love that idea. Like the only reason that Howard or, you know, I mean, like, I don't, that was a galaxy far, far away, yeah. long, long time ago kind of thing. So like, it wouldn't have been Howard, I guess, because yeah. he seems to be in contemporary times just in a galaxy far far away but it would have maybe been howard's ancestor somebody from his planet the only reason you don't see a a howard the duck you know in In star wars Wars is they just didn't swing by that planet or maybe they weren't technologically advanced enough to be to have spacefaring yeah spacefaring or to have anything that you know like they maybe they didn't have kyber crystals so they didn't need to go there to get wouldn't be wild if if they're like oh luke you have to replace your lightsaber you know because uh remember when your dad cut your hand off and he's like yeah i fucking remember uh, and they're like, yeah, you have to get a new kyber crystal and build your new lightsaber. And he had to go to Howard the Duck's duck world. I was going to say, he'd tie a string around his finger, except his hand's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps trying to, and it's just... Nothing. <laughs> he's, try- he's tying it around the force. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and he's like, I-, I came to get kyber crystals so I can build my, my lightsaber. And some fucking wise-ass duck... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't care. Leave me the fuck alone. I have to watch pornography. <laughs> get get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, but... He goes to Duck Philadelphia. Oh, it's called Billadelphia. Oh. Yeah, he, he lives... Nice. Uh, so... Our body. 
We end up <laughs> we end up finding out he lives in uh, Marshington D.C. Marshington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, because like as so it's on his driver's license, right? Yes, it's yeah. on his driver's yeah. license. So he gets like sucked out of his planet. Oh, they give you like a weird. Uh, oh, there's narration. There's narration, and it's like in the beginning there was Howard the Duck, and dude. Like it's it, it makes no sense. It's like, maybe three paragraphs, right? Maybe right and. It's, it's yeah. it's all these words and they're words I know and I have no idea what they said because by then I was already overstimulated and could not retain new information. But it's literally like it's like the the beginning and the end and then there was Howard and then the, the thing and then oh and in space and then Howard the duck and I was like what just happened <laughs> like yeah, I, it, that was honestly that trying to wrap my head around a thing I had just heard said was when I felt the most high. <laughs> yeah. That's a very like I'm I'm too high for this feeling. Yeah. Where like, you know, somebody's like, right? And you're like, I've been listening to you this whole time and I knew every word, but I have retained none of what you said. Yeah. And you're just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it was like. And then the thing in the deep space and all the galaxies and the swirling cosmos and then Howard the Duck and I went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he lands in Cleveland. Um, Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. Cleveland Rocks. That plays in the background. Drew Carey was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he lands on a recliner in an alleyway yeah. in Cleveland next to a punk bar. Yeah. Um, apparently, like, real seedy, very divey. Yeah, I mentioned this. Yes. So it's the only other time I had seen uh, a stage depicted in a movie that has been wrapped in chain link aside from Roadhouse. I, like I said, I think Blues Brothers also they wrap the state because I think they try to yeah. throw bottles at them. At you them. mentioned like, that last night, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds right," but I can't actually recall. I haven't seen Blues Brothers in a long time, but I have seen Roadhouse in the last couple of years. Like, and were bar gigs just so shitty in the eighties? Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I feel it. like if it's a okay, so their their band Cherry Bomb, as we mentioned, are like. New wavy, kind of go-go-zy, you know, Josie and the Pussycats kind of, yeah. you know. But they're like, they're not super, it doesn't seem like a super dangerous crowd. It's very new wavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, called it Leah Thompson and the Banshees. Leah Thompson and the Banshees, <laughs> yeah. Um, that first song is very Susie sounding. It is. But yeah, like, it doesn't seem like a super rowdy crowd. But theoretically, if other bands played there... Maybe it does get more rowdy, yeah. so it's just like a thing. But also, it might just be for the aesthetics. Like, check yeah, it I out. think. But Roadhouse, they fucking earn that fucking chain link fence. Like people oh, are constantly trying to kill that slide guitar player in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, they want that motherfucker's blood. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and so, like, they're at this club, and uh, so Howard gets like surrounded by punks, and yep. the punks like, and I was oh just... when sorry when he gets sucked out of his apartment and you yeah. see like the street outside, there is a duck punk. Which oh, is in my notes. I, I missed that. Um, so Twice. on Letterboxd, I keep track of a couple things in movies that I enjoy. One is punks, when punks show up in movies. Yeah. Um, one is fake movies. Nice. And this and the first five minutes had both. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll have to make an asterisk. Like, it's a duck punk. And then he lands in Cleveland, and it's real punks. And I was like, oh, cool. It's, it's both. both. Yeah. <laughs> duck and real. Duck and human punks. Yeah, both varieties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, this is the point in the movie where I'm going, oh, my God. I watched this movie, like, a lot as a child, and now I dress 
similarly to them when I have, like, somewhere to go that's not my house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a lot of black and a lot of pins and a lot of hair. Hair mm-hmm. and color. My hair yeah. is a lot right now, so. Yeah. I have, um, like, a mullet mohawk, so, you know. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I was also very stoned, and I started to have that galaxy braid moment where I was like, Oh my god, did this movie influence my life in aesthetic ways that I never realized? Well, you hit peak galaxy yeah. brain and had to pause the movie yeah. when Tim Robbins showed up. Yeah. Because you were just like, wait. And you said, my favorite thing you said all night, I think, was, is this why I love like Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption? Redemption. <laughs> uh, Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie. It stars Tim Robbins and my brain nearly exploded because I do not remember Tim Robbins being in this movie. And honestly, the one thing that I like clearly remember from this movie is not even in this movie. And I don't know what it's from. What? <laughs> what is it? What is it? There's a scene that I have in my head that I was just like, this is from Howard the Duck, <laughs> where it's like Howard the Duck and somebody sitting in a car but it's not like moving or anything and they're facing a different way than any of the car scenes in the movie. And I don't, I don't have any idea. Oh, wow. Uh, Do you think you had a dream about Howard the Duck that you thought was real? I probably did have Howard the Duck dreams. Like, Again, I watched this so many yeah. times, but did not remember how. Uh, did not remember that Tim Robbins was in it. But yeah, you also said last night that as soon as <laughs> Howard the Duck was like in a scene with Leah Thompson, you went, "Oh, I remember him being the same size as the people," and that <laughs> fucking freaked me the fuck out because this duck <laughs> costume being human sized would send me fucking running to the hills. <laughs> Right. It would look, I was like, oh, you pictured it like Donald Duck at Disneyland yes. or whatever. And you were like, yeah, that's basically it. That's like in my in my head. That's when I think about Howard the Duck, I think of Howard the Duck the same size as everybody. Like a human-sized duck in this costume. Right, average, average when, height duck. And I was just like waiting for him to get bigger. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't happen and I was like, wait, I just don't know what's going on right now. I was so confused. Um, yeah, I do. I cannot imagine this movie ooh. with like just an average height duck. Like, that a means duck their the whole same... world is like uh, you know thirty percent smaller. Yeah, yeah. It's like because um, like a... his building looked like a normal apartment. It was, it's in it's scale relevant to him. Yeah, it's yeah. relevant. In, it's scaled. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. wonder if the, you know. I'm assuming that was intentional because then you're like, oh, it's gonna be this. He's like a human sized duck person. Yeah, like he is a duck person. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, he's small. He's like larger than an average duck. Yeah, yeah. But like we said like three, one, three, three, two. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, God. There's... Maybe the beginning's why you thought he was people-sized? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, because like, it, it contextualizes just... him yeah. visually as like, yeah, obviously he's not sitting in a like person. Oversized, yeah, yeah like, chair. Person-sized apartment. It fits yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, and then like maybe I just as a kid just didn't put yeah. that together for some reason. But yeah, huh. in my in my memory, he's the same size as everyone else, and it's not. And it's you mentioned this Hunter that um, there's a really weird tone in the movie where yeah. Howard is kind of seen in a couple of different ways by different groups of people. Yeah, it's it's real like, and I think it's super interesting. 
um, from like a sociological way, which I understand is probably right. Maybe reading too much into Howard the Duck. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't feel no. intentional. No, it feels like it feels they like didn't nail down some uh, well, concepts in their script writing. Well, yeah, it just feels like yep. it, it's dictated by what the scene needs rather than any kind of like message right. or because right. yeah, some people react to Howard like he is. Like just a weird looking like, guy. Yeah, just a guy who looks really weird. Yeah, like just a, a guy. Right, like, just a guy who's like a little odd looking like or something. Colored hair. Like maybe maybe he got like too much plastic surgery. Yeah, any or yeah anything like mm-hmm. just like oh he's got a you know um, he's got a fucking you know young Steve Buscemi face you know where it's like oh he's just a little he he's has, a little odd looking. He has very Buscemi eyes. Yeah, I well, said Nick Kroll. Yes, eyes. you yeah. mentioned that. Uh, I yeah. tweeted it that uh, Nick Kroll for Howard the Duck, please. We would yes, like that. I would love that. Also, he's got a good voice for that. He has a perfect voice. Mm. It's I not the same voice that uh, is done in the movie, but when you said that, I was like, oh, I could hear Nick Kroll doing good oh, Howard yeah. the Duck like quips. He'd also hit that sleaziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think this movie is full of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, besides all the duck porn, um, bestiality mania is running wild over you, brother, in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. It really, like, it really is. from, again, Leah Thompson, her 80s run is just, like, making weird dating decisions. Like, she's like, oh. Should I should I date my teenage time traveling son? I think I should. Should I date this obvious duck? I think I should. Yep. It's wild. Yeah. She's super into him. Yep. Immediately. Immediately. Well, so she, it's she, very cute. She but terrifying. Well, so yeah. I also remarked that they have way more chemistry than yeah. Zoe Deschanel and uh, Mark Wahlberg in previous episode to this, The Happening. Yes, yeah. where they really don't nope. seem to have any kind of you know spark or attraction, and this actually is way more believable as like a, a relationship possibility. Is yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't want to dive back into The Happening, but like Leah Thompson is a very, like, warm presence in this movie. Yes. Even though Howard is, like, quippy and snarky and whatever, like, she's very, even, like, to everybody, you know, not just Howard, but, like, she's very, like, sassy but, like, caring. Mm -hmm. So right there, that's doing half the work for this relationship in this film. Yes. Um, And, you know, they have, like, a brief falling out and then they, like, reunite. After that, Howard and her are, like, a team. Yeah. yeah, and they both believably enjoy each other's company. Yeah, yeah they both like, like they dig each other's jokes yeah. and tone, and they yeah. both think they both think the same people are morons. Like, yes. <laughs> it's I, a lot I, like I you could see and that I. being a major dating point for you. It's, it's, it's a lot like you and I, really being Allison. able to spot the idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like she she takes him to to go, you know, meet Tim Robbins, and though he means well, he's in over his head. Yeah. Because he's just a lab assistant. He hasn't finished all his schooling and all this. He explains that. But, like, he's in over his head. And Howard's like, I'm not fucking wasting my time here. You know, he's like, I I got stuff to do. I got to figure out how to get home, you know. And she also is like, well, I have more faith in him. But, like, yeah, you fucked up. You know, like. Yeah. Don't tell him you're a lab assistant. (laughs) Right. Also, it's funny to me because it's pretty heavily implied that uh, his name's Phil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Phil and her are at least sleeping together, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. From what? From him saying, "Not now, no sex now." I'm working when she like walked away for when 
like he was walking. Oh, was he talking to her? I thought he was. Oh, I thought he was quipping. Oh, I didn't think that that was indicative of an actual relationship that they had. I don't know. I thought maybe maybe just maybe that's also something I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I remember that line, but I don't remember who was directed at. Mm-hmm. Or anything. He's off camera. So yeah, it's like an ADR him, line. But she's on camera. Yeah, I th- see. I thought, I thought there was other oh, people there. I thought he was maybe there talking are, to there are one other, of them. The uh, the band is there, so maybe he was talking to one of them. Oh, that's right. He's dating one of her bandmates. Oh, that's what. That's it what's is. happening. It's not. Is her. he for sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it Holly Robinson Pete? Because maybe. that's who. Wait, that's Holly Robinson that's, Pete. That's Holly Robinson Pete. Because no. I was, remember yesterday are you when I was like. Me? I, I, oh yeah, like, you're like, oh, she's familiar. I was yeah. like, oh, I know yeah. her from something. And yeah. then I Googled it this morning. It's Holly Robinson Pete. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Damn, yep. I she, didn't catch that. And I looked at the IMDb last night and I yeah. just scrolled right past her. Yeah, yeah. she plays one of the band members. That okay, so that's yeah, wild. I, think, I don't remember if that's who he was dating. It might be. Because I, I don't, She's, I don't remember who it was, but I know somebody was like, "Oh yeah, you and I are both making weird dating decisions," like oh, in reference to yes. her dating yep. right. you got him it. and and Leah being interested in Howard Duck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But yep. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we got there. Thank yeah. you for figuring yeah. this out. Yes. Yeah. She kind of makes a joke to Howard about. She makes a joke to Howard about. Um, she's like, "I just haven't found the right man," and then he fucking. F- He's just like, I'm going to shoot this shot. Let's do this. And, like, runs his hand up her arm. And it's like, have you thought maybe of stepping outside of... Oh, no, she says, uh, do you think I should step outside of the... Uh, should, step should, to the animal kingdom? Yeah, should I take... Should I, yeah, step into the animal kingdom, whatever? Yeah. So, in this scene, and potentially this scene only... Yeah. I kind of identify with Howard. Yeah. Because he's just <laughs> he's just a flirt. Yeah. But then when she's like, all right, she calls him Ducky the whole time, which yeah. I actually think is really cute. Yeah. So it's weird for me because in high school, a friend of mine had the nickname Ducky. Oh, that's fair. But. Uh, yeah. So I'm just like, ah, uh, this is bringing back some like, you know, odd memories. Of- when Leah Thompson <laughs> fucked your friend. Yes. Um, My friend Ducky. Oh, I was like, fucked a duck. And I was like, oh, that's different. That's why they were named Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know how that happened. 16 Candles? Maybe. Um, yeah, she's like, so ducky. And she gets like, she puts on like, just a slightly like, more sultry voice. Yeah. And she's like leaning over towards him. And he starts to get like, uh, mm, uh, well, I mean, I was, and at one point he says like, I, I was just kidding around and whatever. And it's like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely me. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. definitely me too. Where, I'm, I'm, where I'm like, like I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, we're well, yeah, all flirty and whatever. And it's like. Let's make this serious. I'm like, oh, okay. I was not prepared for this to actually happen. Uh, this is outside the realm of possibility for my low self-esteem. Yeah. I never thought you were going to bat the ball back to my direction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same. I identify with that, on, again, on a deep level. <laughs> but at the, they are definitely not kidding by the end of the movie. No, no. They're definitely going to do it. Um, and so they just end up kissing. And yeah. at that point... Um, Robins and the the scientists bust in... Um, so the one, the one scientist, as I mentioned, is um, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he's and Jennings. Jennings. And then the other scientist, uh, or maybe he's another lab assistant, I didn't really catch it, but his name in the movie is Carter. Uh, hold on, I wrote down, I have to find his name. Um, he, he's played by Miles Chapin. Mm-hmm. Um, Carpenter. <laughs> Miles Chapin Carpenter. 
He was Richie in the film Funhouse, uh, the Toby Hooper movie Funhouse, uh, which I just we just watched during quarantine, which is about four kids that go to uh, a carnival and decide to spend the night in the Funhouse so they can fool around. And everything would be kind of fine, except Richie just constantly fucks everything up. Uh, fuck Richie. Richie sucks. It's all Richie's fault. Yes, that's um, true. That's Miles, Miles Chapin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He and I was like, him. he looks familiar. And I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. It's literally the only thing I would know him from otherwise. Yeah. Um, so they show up, like, unannounced. Tim Robbins just goes, oh, hey, the door was open. Yeah. And so, like, they come in. She, They are in bed together. Yeah, with a oh, yeah, uh, weirdly in... placed screen. Yeah. yeah, she's got, like, a privacy screen. She has, a, like, a loft apartment. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a big loft. Um, um, which, again, I love everything in it. It's yeah. super cool. There's she... a lot of music stuff When they first and... get there, she says something like, oh, the place is a mess or whatever. Yeah. The place is a disaster area. And I was like, yeah, it really looks like shit. Like, it looks great. Yeah, I was Like, yeah, like... it's a loft and she has, like, things. But, like, it's, she just has, like, these nooks. She has, like, there's a, there's a little vanity with, like, makeup and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, here's a dresser and, like, mirror. And, like, it, she just has these little nooks with all her, like, little stuff. And I was like, it actually looks really nice. Yeah, it's super cute. It's I a love, great And little, that's, again, yeah. where I was just like, oh, my God. Like, all of this is exactly how, like, if I had a loft apartment, it would probably look a lot like this. Whoever did the set design for it, like, fucking hats off to you because that, you nailed it. Yeah, it's nuts. But, yeah, they just, like, burst in and they're like, oh, hey, uh... Come with us. Yeah. We have a lot of exposition to dump. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is where I'm just like, okay. All right. Uh, so before we go on really any further, the thing from the sort of the beginning that I wanted to mention, kind of covering the people react to Howard differently thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he, when he first lands and the punks grab him, they are like, we're going to carry him into the club. Look at this weird little guy. You know, whatever. The bouncer is like, get this kid out of here, and picks him up, thinking he's a child in a costume, and bodily throws him out the back of the bar like, you know, Moe tossing <laughs> Barney. And I was like, wait, wait, you think that's a kid? And you're throwing that kid in the garbage. Right. I was like, that is wild. Cleveland is fucking rowdy. <laughs> I mean, that happens later at the Cajun sushi place. The uh, waitress is like, oh, that kid's in such a cute costume. And then they ask for three beers for the three of them. And she do- she isn't like, wait, you're not going to give that beer to the kid. Right. She just yeah. gets it. It's wild. Yeah. That's the thing is like some people react to Howard again, like we mentioned, just thinking he's like just kind of an odd looking guy for whatever reason. The reason I mentioned Buscemi is in Fargo, everybody describes his character as kind of funny looking like throughout the whole movie. Um, Not that I particularly am like, oh, he's weird looking. There are weirder looking people, but that's not what this podcast is. I'm not here to drag celebrities. Um, Definitely not. Especially not anyone's that don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not dragging you because the way you look, that's bullshit. I'm going to drag you for, you know, your soul. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, so, you know, people kind of react to him like he might just be like a funny looking person, whatever. Some people think he's a kid in a costume. And some people are, I would say, correctly horrified the person is obviously a duck man yeah the b- between when they meet at the um at the club and their um romantic dalliance that gets interrupted yeah. by scientists they sort of this is where that I, I mentioned they briefly have a falling out yeah b- basically she takes him to you know to see tim robbins like hidden in a garment bag like <laughs> with a bunch of air holes punched in it because she's like, oh, I don't want to freak people out or whatever. But, like, she's talking to a bag that clearly is talking back. And, the and cab- moving. Yeah, and the cab driver is just like, I'm not asking any questions. Cleveland, it's- man. Cleveland. And then know. 
Yeah, and then he goes in, he meets Tim Robbins, he he gets pissed off that Tim Robbins isn't, like, quote-unquote, a real scientist. And as he's leaving, a woman sees him on the steps of the museum and rightfully screams. Yep. And that was when I was like, oh, wow, people are having drastically different reactions to Howard, and that that's weird. Well, and it would be one thing if people were having different reactions, but it's that it's also not consistent within a single person. No. Because they'll react one way, but then do a thing that undercuts it, which is like... Right, like the waitress. Yeah. Yeah. Like the waitress or the bouncer or any of that, where it's like, okay, what do you actually think he is, and why won't you behave that way to him consistently? And from the sociological point of view that you mentioned, Crystal, like, yeah, if all the punks just saw him as like, oh, you're another weirdo like us... Yeah. That would be one thing, but they clearly don't. No, like, they think he's weird, but not in the same way that they're weird. Right, he's he's still an outsider within this like punk new wave community. Yeah. Um the the former manager, he's the manager of Cherry Bomb and his yeah. like cronies are all sitting in the bar talking basically talking about how they're going to screw Cherry Bomb out of their earnings from the gig. Um and Howard hears that and is like, "Hey, you know, now you're going to pay them, like don't be a dickhead." And, uh, yeah, he's repeatedly, like, defending or saving Leah Thompson throughout this movie, too, yeah, which is kind of, I mean, like, that that is, you know, pretty par for the course for, like, a romantic lead in a story, but it's just, yeah. it's so weird here. It's weird, and but... And then also, in... yeah, he's, like, three feet tall in a land of, you know, the mammalian giants. Hey, man, Wolverine's only five foot. Okay. And he's Canadian, so Fair. he's naturally a peacemaker. <laughs> hmm. And yet... Real, real tough. Also loves yeah. cigars. Yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise ain't that tall. He's a tough man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Real tall on that apple crate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Howard has like, you know, short guy syndrome where he's just no, like. Yeah, fair. Super but, confident. Yeah. So at this bar, yeah. um, not the manager, but one of the managers like cronies is uh, Richard Edson, who uh, also appears in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He is the like garage attendant that steals the car and drives it around for like a million miles. And that makes Cameron have a, you know, a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, and I, I mention this all the time because once I learned it, I can never forget it. He was Sonic Youth's original drummer. Yeah, that's, that's wild. so weird. Yeah, for like two or three years, like when they first formed. And I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I love I love that. Um, so yeah, uh, if you ever watch uh, this or, you know, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but this or Ferris Bueller's Day Off and you see these parts, he, uh, yeah, that dude was in Sonic Youth. That's great. It's <laughs> like rad. That. I love that. It adds so much fun to the fact that like he was like one of, you know, he was involved in the music community in the movie. Yeah. And then like. Yeah, that's that's super great. I love that. Also, Allison, you mentioned last night, like, oh, it's weird that he and Jeffrey Jones, both Ferris Bueller, both in this movie. And I realized Ferris Bueller um, takes place also in Illinois. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah. The all the yeah. Uh, right. Well, no, it's Illinois versus uh, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like but... Midwest. Yeah, like okay, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think um, all the John Hughes are all in Chicago. Oh. They're all Chicago or Chicago suburbs. I huh. think like. The Breakfast Club is like Shermer is like a fake town. But that he made. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, Abe yeah. Froman. Abe Froman. Yeah, yeah, so I think like it's a Midwest casting thing. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because um, like also it feels like very Midwestern. Yeah, yeah, and like the um a lot of the accents of like the supporting cast were seemed like genuinely midwestern the the diner waitress yeah like, i was she gonna had... say i was like the diner waitress might be my favorite character in the whole movie she also she looks great. familiar to me she did i didn't I recognize her sure. name but yeah. i didn't i didn't peruse her uh, imdb but like yeah she had a real um 
like Kitty from that '70s show, yes, like mm-hmm. accent, like oh, that's so sweet, like kind of yeah. like oh yeah, not you know. quite like yeah, like not, not quite as with... not Fargo, yeah, or oh it, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, there, yeah, and not like Minnesota or anything no, like no. that, but it's just like slightly midwestern, and yeah, it was just it's really good. Bab, um, oh hey Bab, Bab. Um, hey Bab, I love it. Yeah, um, um, so yeah, they uh, after. They have their falling out regarding, like, Tim Robbins and what Howard should do. They basically have a fight about, like, she's like, no, I think you should, you know, like, well, I'm trying to help you. And he's like, don't don't tell me what to do, you know. Yeah. And they sort of break up. And he's like, well, Howard, now you, you really got yourself into a pickle. You need to figure out food and shelter and a job. And he goes to the Ohio, like, board of, like. The Cleveland uh, employment unemployment office. Yeah. And um, I didn't catch the character's name, and I, so I couldn't remember to look up her uh, her credit. But like the the woman who's like helping him, yeah. is like so fun. Like it's like one of my favorite performances, yeah. like one off. Yeah, she's really funny, and she's just like she's another one that just thinks he's just weird looking. Yeah, and she thinks that it he intentionally looks weird, like not like he has some sort of yeah. deformity. She but says like, you dress confrontationally. So yeah. that you won't have to get a job and you can just keep being on unemployment. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to find you a job. And I was like, this is such a weird and great, like, character. And then she finds him a job at a fucking, like, sex club. It is a hot tub-based sex club, which is, you know, I guess, like, a, massa- a massage parlor. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're going to go to the hot tubs, but we're also going to get it on. And it's called yeah. Hot Tub Fever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which sounds Fun and sexy. And like a porno. I want hot tub fever. It sounds like something you catch at this place. Yeah, you catch hot tub fever. Yeah. Um, it also ugh. burns inside. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely like their t-shirt slogan, right? Hot tub fever. Oh, you're gonna catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm gonna make that t-shirt now. <laughs> it's got like a subtle duck in it. Like it's not right front and center. Just like, oh, I think there might be ducks there. <laughs> Like a rubber ducky. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, it's white instead of yellow, so it looks like Howard. And yeah. maybe it has a cigar. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can order this on shopwantfulthings.com. Yeah, uh, under the under the Hate Watch, Great Watch sub-menu. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make these. One day. And yeah, he, uh, you know, he's, he's the new guy, so like, shit rolls downhill. Uh, yeah. And he's got to do all the jobs nobody wants to do. He's unclogging a clogged filter in a pool while people are like... Pretty much just straight up fucking in it. Um, And then his boss is like fishing a bra out of a mud bath and he pushes the boss in. He's like, hey, I quit. And that's when he, through a series of events, ends up in the same alley with the armchair that he landed in when he came to Earth, which is right next to the club. And then he goes in and that's when he, to get to Allison's point about rescuing Leah Thompson in this situation. Yeah. It's a thing she's not aware that she's being screwed over. Yeah. He's, like, um, skimming off the top, and he's like, yeah, I give him what I give him, and the rest is for us, boys. Yeah, whatever. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, his name is Ginger. I forgot the, to look up the actor's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when Howard's like, nah, you're going to give him, like, their money. Like, you didn't do shit. So he, like, gets in a fight. A full-on fight breaks out. At the end of it, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, here's your money. I got it for you from, yeah. from Ginger. So it's it's not that, like, it's not the typical damsel in distress. And if they maintained that as, like, a tone for this, that would be really cool. But she does fall into damsel in distress a little bit at the end. And yeah. it's very fetish. Oh, mm-hmm. fetish. So fetish. Um, there's some shibari rope play. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get there. And yeah. I'm very excited. I have, I have a lot of feelings about... Shibari uh, rope play. Well, yes. Um, but also, I have a lot of feelings about the, like, 
Tie me up, know. Ducky Daddy. I'm, nope. Like the nope. middle nope. of this movie. Um, just because I think, like, if you cut this movie into thirds, like that middle chunk, I was like, that's where all the supremely weird shit happens. Like, it's all been supremely weird. But for me, I think the weirdest parts of the movie are, like, in this upcoming chunk. Okay, well, mm-hmm. let's get to that. Because um, okay. after they leave the, well, you know, well, after they leave the club and um, he gives her her money, that's when, that's when they have their, like, romantic dalliance. Yeah. But before they leave the club, they have that whole fight. He's going to hit that guy with an ice pick. He starts yelling about how he has space rabies. Oh, yeah! He does say space rabies, <laughs> he yeah. Says he has space rabies and it's gonna like infect them in like 30 seconds yeah it's one bite and you're infected yeah yeah oh my god it's insane and i just i texted my friend tom about this and i was just like space rabies tom space rabies (laughs) um which he laughed at because um he knew i was watching howard the duck and also liked howard the duck a lot as a kid so okay (laughs) But yeah, and then that's where we have discussed, like, and then the scientists come in. Yeah, then the scientists come in. They... We haven't discussed about how all ducks have a corkscrew penis. Yeah, so that's not in the movie. That's in real life. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know that's this. That's a thing that we know from, I don't know, the internet. No, yeah. I, I, I watch or a lot nature of the... documentaries. Yeah, I watch a lot of nature yeah. documentaries. Yeah. Well, mine's the internet, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Um. so here's two fun facts <laughs> about yep. actual ducks. Think about this. I know Think both about of these. This. One is that, I guess it's three fun facts. None of them is fun. So take, take all that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, duck penises are corkscrewed. That's just a horrifying reality. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two, ducks, like a lot of animals, it's not, um, it's not really like a mating season thing. There's a lot of like duck, like sexual assault. Yeah. Um... And as a result, lady ducks have developed, and I kid you not, trap vaginas. Well, it's, it's false chambers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Is it's fake vaginas. Yes, it is a labyrinth in there, Crystal. Yeah. They have, like, a bunch of fake vaginas in there. It's like interior cargo pockets. Ugh. To, to, to trick the corkscrew penises into so that they're not, like, constantly getting uh, impregnated. Ugh. Yep. And can better choose uh, yeah, yeah. their mates. Yeah, yeah, I am never going to uncross my legs. It's, <laughs> like, uh, it's wild. Yeah. And, again, that never comes up, even though there is a duck condom, condom. in the and one it's scene. it's, like, pretty small. Yeah, is that supposed I'm... to be a joke? I... Okay, okay, let's cover the... She picks up his wallet. She's looking through it. Okay, that's no big deal. Yeah. And his then, wallet. They didn't call it a billfold, which I feel like is a missed opportunity. That is true. Um, but yeah, then she pulls it out. It's a loose condom. It's not yeah. in it's a not wrapper. It's a wrapper or anything. It's just a latex condom. And it is for, you know, like, it's it's like finger condom sized. Yeah. And it's just, and she goes, oh, Howard. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I it's it's weird because I'm just like oh, I yeah I don't. I know just don't understand how works. you're gonna bring up the concept of his duck penis and then and then not mention the only interesting thing about his duck penis, which is that it would be corkscrewed. Yeah. If you're gonna have her pull this condom out, it should like unfurl in a 
Yes. Oh yeah. my god, that would have been so funny. In a spiral that would break everyone's brain. Yep. Yep. I just like, I don't Maybe know Maybe that why was you do a bridge this. too far. Ooh, we forgot to play my game. What do you guys think this movie was rated? Oh, G. I'm going to go PG. It was PG. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Either, Which, uh, here's the thing. Either wow. way is wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think that this. This is, and like, listen, I'm a proponent for, um, you know, I don't like the childification of like quote unquote children's entertainment i think like if you're like oh we won't take we'll take out all the scary all the things but like this is just too 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 adult it's too horny it's too obviously sexual yeah in a way that is like like it's just weird it's too weird Mm -hmm. i'm i'm also a proponent that like in the u.s we're too um uptight about like casual sexuality like we're too weird about breasts yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, we can watch fucking uh, uh, Baywatch and see all the male cast members' nipples all day long, but never, ever, ever see like a, a, a woman's nipples in any, basically any context in anything, no matter the time of day or night. Yeah. you know, that's not a, a film. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's just like wild and wrong. Yeah, um, it's silly. Yeah, I also think. I mean, these are my semi-controversial opinions, but like more dicks in movies. Yeah. Not like oh, not yeah. like fucking, but just like here's a naked person, no big deal. We do it with women all the time in non-sexual scene, you know. Yeah. Like not specifically uh like the sex act or anything like it scenes where it's just like somebody getting out of the shower and we see like their butt or you know, like we see like their crotch, but like it's not graphic. It's just like, oh, they have a crotch. They exist. They're yeah. a human being. Right. Um but we're always like, oh, we can't show a penis. That's terrifying. It's like it's 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 just it's just a penis. Like Although yeah. we did talk about um the shower scene in the last episode that Crystal was on yep. Legacy. Mm, yeah, yeah. I could have used some Sam Elliott hog. Yo, yeah. I, I thought there was a suggestion of hog. There was. I think with Sam Elliott, there's always the suggestion yeah. of hog. A little whisper of hog. Hog whisper. <laughs> hog whisper is definitely a perfume on Howard the Duck's planet. Oh, that yeah. he did the he advertising the, for yeah, he because he mentions he he's works in he used to be in a band called Howard and the Heartbreakers. He got tired of people telling him to grow up, so he hit uh, like middle-aged ennui and just got an office job writing copy for uh, advertising. He was also in medical school. He, he sure. yeah, his parents wanted, wanted him to be, be a plastic surgeon, plastic so surgeon. he could do bill jobs and, and tail tucks. Tail tucks. Mm-hmm. Weird. And he wiggles his little duck butt. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. Yeah. Real and, weird. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> um, yeah, because I always shimmy whenever I talk about breast jobs. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, okay, what is this middle section after the scientists so arrive? So, after the scientists arrive, we... Fa- I'm trying to go to my notes. Sure, take your time. Because, yeah, I have very few notes from here. This is when I was oh, just like... yeah. A lot I, happens. I fell into this movie, and I was just like, yeah. what is going on? I've covered one page of notes. I have another four-fifths of a page. Yeah. And that's to cover two-thirds of the movie, because my notes are like... Yeah. You know, Jeffrey Jones and Miles Chapin, Howard's origin, which, you know... Yeah. David Paymer plays a scientist. The device malfunctions. Like, it's just bullet points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they come into... So this is the point where uh, they're... Beverly and Howard are in bed together. Canoodling. Canoodling. Tim Robbins, the other lab assistant, and or maybe he's a scientist, and uh, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, Miles Chapin and Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, yeah. Uh, they come in 
and tell Howard that um, they had a feather that proves that he um, came in via the space laser. Yeah. Um, and that's how they find out that, like, the laser that they invented sucked him into their world because one single feather fell in the laboratory. Yeah, and, and uh, he it landed matches... two miles away, and it latch- matches the feather that Tim Robbins, um, pulled, Tim off Robbins pulled off of yeah. Howard earlier. It's um, kind of a cool, like, I mean, no, not the whole thing, but I like the, you know, it's Jeffrey Jones, like, narrating, you know, and he's like, he's like, and then, you know, he's like, the machine did whatever, and then this happened, and over overloaded, and whatever, and then he goes, and a single feather fell. And yeah. it's just like, it's it's like an anime cutscene, kind of, because this feather, like, drifts down into his hand, and he's just like, oh. It, that reminded <laughs> me of um, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah the snow. Very, the snow. Yeah, I could see that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of neat. My next note says, Tim Robbins dresses like a man I would have a crush on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he's wearing, like, his, But isn't like, Tim Robbins a man you would have a crush on? I think so. Yeah. I think, I like, if you asked me that, like, before yesterday, I'd be like, no, I like Tim Robbins. I think he's a good actor. And then I'm like, oh, I think I have a crush on Tim Robbins, and I think I have for most of my life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have a really hard time telling that apart, so, like, right. I'm not really good at it. But, um, yeah, no, I, because he's wearing, like, he's, like, off the clock, so he doesn't have to be at the museum anymore. And he's wearing, like, a fisherman vest with, yeah. like, um pins and stuff all over it yeah. and then like a flannel shirt definitely with his like work like clothes under it and his work clothes are like dress clothes yeah mm-hmm. um and i'm just like oh oh and he has like nice glasses i was just like oh i think i love tim robbins yeah um but yeah they're all really excited because they're like we can we might be able to reverse you back to your home planet and so then they're like all right let's get back to the lab and at this point, this is where, like, the crazy shit starts to happen. The cops show up yeah. at the lab. Why are the cops called? The cops The cops are called because Jeffrey Jones decided to try to turn on the laser again. and To send the, Howard back, right? He, I think he was getting it fired up, or I think he was trying to just do it again. Okay. And it malfunctioned, right. and it, like came down on him and he's like yeah he's like they think he's dead they think he's dead he finally emerges not dead but as we will come to find he's possessed by uh what are they what do they refer to themselves the dark overlords now um an imdb thing oh yeah talks about um in the comics it's it's based off of like you know the the marvel comics yeah it's based off the like the big bad and the howard the duck comic sure yeah, I, I'm unclear uh, as to what the specific you know, I think, I think progress the cops events come because is here because I machine, do not have notes. Because <laughs> the machine malfunctions yeah, and like, I think it they, sets there off was like, like an alarms explosion. and yeah, yeah, it, it caused fire an explosion alarm or something. and stuff. And then they were like, oh, we have to go there. Yeah. Um, because but there's they, like hazmat people. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. A bunch of dudes in suits come pouring in. Yeah. And so. yeah, they think that Howard is responsible or you know whatever needs to be the cops want to arrest him and question him um they because he's an illegal alien. alien yeah 
That's right. There's this one detective who oh is God. by far the worst performance in the movie by like a weird amount. Yeah. Like it's so weirdly calibrated just and does not fit into this I feel very forgiving tone of this movie. Yeah. It's a really weird performance. It's very bad. And yeah, he's just like, Jack gonna do whatever this dumb thing and then uh, arrest that arrest that guy. And they're like, what's the charge, chief? He's like, uh, call him an illegal alien. And he says it just like that. It's so it's weird. weird. It doesn't work. No. He should have gotten Dennis Franz. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, arrest that stupid duck there. Yeah. And take him back to Chicago. I was going to say. Or Philadelphia, least, where I'm least, from. At least that accent's a little closer yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, there's lots, also during this part, there's lots and lots of Star Wars noises. It's like, bing, Yeah, bing, there's a bing. lot of, yeah, the device malfunctioning and stuff, and yeah. Yeah. Leah um, Thompson says he's a little short for a stormtrooper. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, they like, take Howard into custody because they're back at the lab now, and he's like, this is police brutality, and, like, the... The oh, officers yeah. are script searching him. Oh my god, they think it's him. a costume. Oh my yeah. god, I just remembered this. I forgot all about this. <laughs> yeah, this is horrifying. They think it's a costume, so they like strip him down to his boxers. Yeah. So that you don't see his duck penis. Yeah, thankfully. I guess they were like, we we can't. We can't it's do it. It's too weird. And they're like, no, there's no there's no buttons. There's no nothing. There's like, no zipper on here, boss. Yeah. And, Holy shit. Um, it's just Howard and his like... Little sad little skinny little arms and legs. Oh, it's and... very unnerving. Yeah, him it's with, weird. Him with like no barely clothes, clothes on. on. Very yeah. unnerving. Hate like super hate it. It like totally changes his body shape. It it does. It's not good. So also to be fair, um, I was you know reading up on production stuff and apparently mm-hmm. uh, they made a bunch of like suits and animatronics and stuff like that and a lot of them had divergent proportions. So it might even be that like whatever dummy or suit was done for this scene is actually a different proportion than other scenes. Well, yeah, I think, and that's why it looks awkward. I think it speaks to the general thing of the movie, which is like just kind of what works for the scene. They're like, oh, it'd be funny or whatever. Yeah, if we when they took his clothes off, he's just a skinny little duck body, which is because like. He's yeah. kind of proportioned like, you know, like Donald the Duck or anybody yeah. like that. Like, round duck belly, that kind of duck silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. With the clothes off, he's just like a Scrawny. hairy, scrawny guy. Yeah. Like, a feathery, uh, scrawny like guy. goofy, but shorter. Yeah, it's really weird. It's and strange. And that, yeah, that's why, I think that's why I blocked it. <laughs> it's because it's like, yeah, it's just so weird. Like, you know, I'm a big guy and whatever, but it's like if I took my shirt off, if I, yeah, then looked like, you know... Yeah, like goofy underneath. Like I just have this like pipe cleaner body and whatever. You'd be like, oh, weird. That shirt shouldn't add that much shape to your body. Yeah, it's weird. It's unsettling. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yeah, it is unsettling. And also, also, Howard smokes a lot in this movie. He smokes yes, chain smoking a lot. cigars basically. Um, which is weird. And that kind of that that's kind of sets up like he's smoked a cigar I think twice or three times earlier in the movie, and now at this point. He tries to grab a cigar again from one of the cops. Yeah, I think I it's just in an ashtray an on the desk. On, on a desk, and that's how he like escapes. Escapes. He throws the throws the the cigar into the trash can. The cop puts himself in the garbage. He puts like he's like, oh hey, there's a fire in that trash can, you stupid cop. And the cop's like, 
what's oh. that now? And he like it's a it's a waste can. It's a like a waste paper basket type yeah. thing. It's not like a giant giant trash can or a dumpster no. or whatever. And he like puts his entire upper body over top of it to like investigate. I guess. Yeah, and Leah Howard Thompson, like oh Leah and, Thompson yeah Leah Thompson and Howard just kind of like push him. She grabs his gun and then threatens to shoot him. Yeah, I I said last night crazy putty uh, from Thirty Rock. Yeah, <laughs> just grabs a cop's gun. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. then yeah they they escape. It's fucking wild. It, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And that's, you know, that's what I had in my notes because I was just like, okay, so this is weird. And this, to me, is where it starts. Like, that is all insane. Yeah, yeah. that is. And this is, yeah. And this, this is, is under, like, the the all the only note I have for this whole section just says, flee the cops. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, like, there, it's, it's um, you know. Uh, uh, Beverly. Beverly and Howard, Howard and uh, Jeffrey Jones. Jennings? And, Jen- yes, Jennings. Jennings. Yeah. Jennings. Yeah. Jennings. Jennings. No S. But I yeah. keep calling him, in all of my notes, he's Jennings, so that's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah. They're, Barbara and Jennings. Yeah, yeah. They're they're driving away, and he starts going like, there's something inside of me, there's something inside yeah. of me. He goes from talking, he's like, I'm yeah. Jeffrey Jones, this is how I talk. Oh, Ferris Bueller, I'm going to get you in detention, or whatever. Then he goes, yeah, he's there like, is another presence inside yeah. of me. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, he's like, the end of the world is coming, and I will be the cause of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something it's like mid-sentence. inside so gnawing at my guts. And yep. at this point, he looks so sweaty. gross. He's yeah. sweaty, he's pallid. Yeah. He's kind of got, like, uh, bags under his eyes, like purple shade- shading under his eyes. Like, yep. He's starting to look bad. Yeah. Also, uh, this, is, this is what it says. This is what my notes say. I'm about to become something else. And then Howard says, like a sex change or something. Oh my god, Howard. Well, I missed that. No, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, like a sex change or something, which, oof, god damn it. Yeah, boy, 1986, be better. Yeah, and then Jennings says, I'm not Jennings anymore, I am someone else. Yeah, which also, I found that very funny because it's so vague. It's so vague. And, And while this is happening, they just decide to go to a diner. Which I'm pretty sure is called Joe Rama's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I it's think you were Cajun right. sushi. Yep. I think it's Cajun and sushi because it looks like the restaurant's like half one thing, half another. Which yeah. is like, that's not real, right? There has to be either a joke f- taken it from the comic book or invented for this movie. Right. And like, that just feels like a very 1986 joke on like, all these crazy foods. Can you believe it? Yeah. And, like, probably a joke at, like, Asian fusion cuisine, which was, like, in the 80s becoming more of a thing. Yeah. Um, So, like, oh, get it? It's Cajun sushi. Like, oh, these two things shouldn't go together. It's, like, it's just, it's real weird. And then inside, it's just basically a diner. Yeah. Oh, this is Joe Roma's. Oh, On film and stage. Yeah, the sign is not as clear as it should be. Yeah. But, yeah, this is where uh, they order Howard a beer and they, she, the waitress who's great, thinks that Howard is a kid in a co- in a duck costume. But then when they order three beers for the three of them, she has doesn't bat an eye. Also, they ask, she asks uh, if, Jennings like Jennings, uh, and what would you like to eat? And he goes, I no longer require human food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad's in his own space, and then he says, I no longer require human food. <laughs> Um, So they end up ordering, what, three specials? Three specials and three beers. Um, He announces that he's an evil overlord, or dark overlord. And so the thing that I 
couldn't find earlier. The evil overlord is based on the Marvel villain who originally brought Howard to Earth. His full title in the comics is Thog the Netherspawn, Overmaster of Sominus. Okay. He mentions Sominus. Sominus. That does come up later, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Sominus, he says that um, that's where he's they... not Jennings. He's the dark overlord of the universe, Nexus of Sominus, the region of demons, and yeah. where he's from. And, yeah, and then later when um, Jennings gets to the like laser and tries to yeah. summon the other dark overlords, he programs in Nexus of Sominus. That's yeah. like the, the destination. Yeah. So that's cool. I... I I had a feeling that was maybe from the comics. I know the comics that he... I don't know much about Howard the Duck from the comics. I've never, I don't think, read a Howard comic. But he pops up from time to time in other comics, you know, here and there. But I know they're, like, real weird because it was, like... He wasn't created... You know, like, most of the Marvel comics are created to fit a specific thing. Like, either they're created to work together. You know, like, oh, these all exist in a, a shared universe, you know, so that we can have them cross over and we can do whatever... And then they also will occasionally just do, like, oh, here's kids' comics, and those are always, like, just whatever. And then Howard the Duck was kind of its own thing that they occasionally would remember was supposed to exist in a contemporary world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, whenever they're like, oh, New York shit's happening, or or Chicago stuff, I don't know if it actually was originally set in Chicago or whatever, but you're like, oh, Chicago stuff is happening, like, you rarely saw Howard show up in a serious comic. Right. But, so I knew the comics were wacky. Yeah. And like very like, oh, we can play by our own rules, but so this had a feel I had a feeling like this might be from that, but yeah. This very much reminds me of a book series that I read. Um and I'll have to look up the name because I cannot remember. Um, but it reminds me of that and just the way the world is kind of built because there's these like he's a bear detective. Okay. Um A bear who is a detective? Yes. Okay. Not someone who detects bears. True. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could be a nude detective. Yeah. He'd be a, Oh, bear. He could I be see. a large, uh, hairy gay man detective. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. It's called The Hollow Chocolate Bunnies of the Apocalypse. Huh. huh. Hollow Chocolate Bunnies of the Apocalypse is about a bear detective. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that sounds um, like a similar tone. And, yeah, it's very, because, like, they definitely, there's definitely, like, Bear and doll sex. Ew. Uh, in the book. Doll. Like, like... An, like an animate doll or like a sex doll? No, 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 no. Like an animate doll. Like, okay. Um, I think it's just like, yeah, in my li- mind... a living doll. Yeah, in okay. my mind, it's like Little Bo Peep from uh, Toy Story. Okay. Like her and then a teddy bear that's a detective. What? That's... The description basically is he's Paddington Bear. Okay. Um, there's a, but he's a detective. There's an author I like, um, I enjoy, uh, Christopher Moore, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read a couple of his books, uh, they pop up occasionally at like, you know, thrift stores and stuff. Um, and they're, they're real weird. It's a weird tone. Yeah. Where it's kind of silly, kind of like, it kind of seems like he's going for, uh, occasionally like a Terry Pratchett kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. whimsical, but also it's like. They're kind of horny. Yeah, whimsical but horny. Yeah, is, um, is absolutely this vibe. And like uh, the one, I forget what its exact title is. Um, you know, now I'm going to Google the book. Um, uh, whimsical but lizards. horny is definitely my aesthetic. Uh, yeah, my my preferred aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I just really enjoy whimsical but horny. So, 
Yeah, that's why we're friends. Okay. Yeah. attracted to that energy. Cool. Yeah. Um, the book is called The Lust Lizard of Melancholy Cove. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same. Uh, and I, I read it. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's about like a giant lizard, like kind of a dinosaur. I don't remember what exactly the size is. Right. Um, but like, I don't think it's quite Godzilla size, but it's like a big dinosaur size thing that is like around this fictional town called Melancholy Cove and everybody there is melancholy. Yeah. Um but the 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 lizard's presence and pheromones makes everybody horny. So then they start having like affairs and it's very like silly soap opera y. Yeah. Um and then the main character or one of the main characters, because um, I think the main character is like a dude with a really weird name who may or may not be like an alcoholic detective mm-hmm. but like the the female main character um falls in love with the lizard oh and um she gets nude and slides backwards down its tail and the scales bumping against her genitals give her an orgasm wow all right that is that thanks for tuning in to our book podcast called i don't know maybe read it <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe read it. Hollow Chocolate Bunnies of the Apocalypse uh, by Robert Rankin. The Lost Lizard of Melancholy Cove yeah, I, by Christopher Moore. Well, no, I thought this would be fuck books, but it's not. Fuck yeah, yeah, books. Oh. it's fuck. Books. Yeah, you know what? Fuck books. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, that. That's true. Good callback. Yeah, high yeah. five. Thank you. All right. Oh, it's, right. Not, it's not fuck books. It's fuck books. Yeah, fuck books. I like it. Um, yeah, so the, the... We're still in the diner, guys. Yeah, the, yeah. the specials come. Um, they include fried eggs, uh, which understandably freaks Howard the fuck out, yeah. which no one can understand, which is dumb. There's a lot of yelling, and I don't know the context, but Leah Thompson says, hostility is like a psychic boomerang. Oh, no, it's our girl, the fucking oh, waitress. Oh, is, is that the waitress? Yeah. Waitress says Dude, it because... That's such a good because line. Because Jeffrey Jones says something to her... Uh, and and she thinks it's about the food, and she's like, "Hostility is a psychic boomerang." Oh man, it's such and a good line. And she's just so fucking good. That's where Laser Eyes really comes in. Um, and he's yeah. just like, "My powers are growing." His eyes start to like crackle and glow, and they're and, doing that really cool like drawing over ooh. top of the film effect yeah. that I like. Okay, so you know what I realized the waitress reminds me of. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're gonna hate this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I looked it up. I don't. I don't recognize the actress. She was only in three things, including this. Okay. Um, but the way that she is styled with those big round glasses and stuff reminds me of the romantic lead in Little Nicky. Oh, the, the girl that he's into. That's like, yeah, got that like you know hot nerdy look about her. Sure. Uh, she was uncredited. There is no photo. Yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, she was, again, literally in, in three things. Um, Hang on. Jorley McLean. Yes. Jorley? Yes. J-O-R-L-I McLean. Yeah. Jorley? Yep. That's a fake name. Could be Yorley. 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 I love that. That's um, great. Oh, yeah. The hostess says they don't allow pets. And he says he's a seeing eye duck. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And then the, uh, yeah, and then the waitress thinks he's yeah, just that's a kid in a suit. And I was just like, what is happening? So, yeah, that's, it's Jorley McLean. Jorley McLean, yeah. She was great. Yeah, she was great. So she, she says hostility is like a psychic boomerang. Um, his laser eyes are going. 
um, a group of duck hunters because in this it's like duck hunting season. Yeah, there's a news Cleveland. broadcast when Howard is on his own. He's like looking in the store window with a bunch of TVs, and it's like duck hunting season is now open, and officials have doubled the number of ducks you can legally kill. And he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and so he's losing his mind. Yeah, but there are a bunch of hunters that like make fun of them and call uh, Jennings a ventriloquist and call Howard call Howard the a dummy, puppet or the dummy, which he's yeah. like super pissed about. Um, yeah. and then and then like all hell breaks loose. Like this they start like fighting and During the fight at the uh club, Howard mentions that he knows quack foo. Yes. So oh, here forget. he quack foos again. Yep. Quack foo to the legend continues. Yeah. So it wasn't at the club it was when he first encounters um Beverly because she's accosted outside the club by those. Oh, is two it outside toughs. the club? Okay. Yeah. Right. And that's there, when he has they, the quack foo line. Yeah, he saves her from being sexually assaulted. Yeah, yep. that's right. And he says he knows quack foo. Yeah. So. Which I was like, oh, not Taekwondo duck. Yeah. Taekwondo duck. Um Quack Roddy. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Quack Roddy. Oh, Quackarati, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, they're all going nuts. And we had what? A key duck. A key duck. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> um, Leah Thompson screams, "That's my boyfriend!" Yeah, and that's kinda, what stops the fight. And that's what everybody and also stops is like, kind of face acting, sort of like, "Yeah, I said it. I yeah. felt good too." Like, just you know, yeah. yeah. She has like this moment where she's kind of like. A little surprised, and then it's like, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is my yeah. boyfriend. And um, then, like, everybody in the restaurant tries to kill and eat him, but he is fully clothed, and they are, like, throwing spices on him. Yeah, they and there have are them, also, like... like, ducks, actual ducks, hanging up in the restaurant, too. Yeah, Peking ducks, even though this is a sushi place. Sushi and, and Cajun. Cajun. Yeah. Neither so... of those are Peking ducks. So that's confusing. Yep. Um, but they're, yeah, they're, like, throwing spices on him, and Leah Thompson is like, hey! (laughs) Uh, and looks at, uh, you know, Jennings, and goes, they're making fun of you, and they have the the key to the laser, and she, that's how she gets, like, him to attack them. Yeah, and it's it's basically, like, a weird, it's animated really cool, there's some really cool effects, but, like, it's basically like a weird Dragon Ball Z fight. It is. Like, yeah. he's crackling with energy and shooting a bunch of Hadoukens at him and stuff. Yeah, and he's got, like, eye lasers and psychic abilities where he he, he can, like, telekinetic, uh, Yeah, yeah, you know, moves stuff with his mind. Stuff. He's got, yeah. like, a weird animated, like, color outline. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who I believe works in the kitchen is like, oh, he must have had the chili. And I'm just like, what does that mean? Right. What the fuck? Yeah, there's like lightning crackling off the ceiling and like blowing out the lights behind him, you yeah. know? And he's like, he must have had the chili. What kind of lazy, low-hanging fruit writing is this? Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? What do you mean? What chili? I like, mean, I guess you serve chili, but... They should have like literally just panned to the right and had somebody over there play like... <laughs> Like, yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> it's the worst joke in the movie, I think. Yeah, I think so. I it's was a real like, clunker. Which is why I decided to uh Oh, yeah, to that. note it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um. So then there's, like, this big diner fight scene, which is fine, but it's just, like, all... It's wild. Fighting. Yeah, they're going to tie him to a table and cut his head off and, I guess, cook him alive, which yeah. is, like, really Cleveland? Really? really? Yeah, really, guys. Boy. And so... 
Yeah, it's weird. And then, like, yeah. Well, Cleveland just... is short for Cleverland. Ooh. That makes a lot of sense. Cleverland. <laughs> the big cleave, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, like, this long scene. Again, lots and lots of Star Wars noises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this has the most Star Wars noises because there's a lot of, like, laser shooting, like, laser eyes and yeah. dukins and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get into the Mack truck. They get into a Mack truck that they steal from this dude. From the diner. Uh, specifically, it's, uh, Beverly and Jennings, yes. Because uh, Howard gets, what, is he knocked out or something like that? Because he's, he's not there. He's still stuck back at the diner. My next note is mouth tentacle, so... Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so the, I don't have any note yeah, about Howard. Jennings takes... Jennings is like... Jennings takes... He's like, her. I'm tired, need energy, because he no longer needs human food. That's true. So, um, he produces a fucking Cronenberg-like tentacle tongue out of his mouth that is... So gross. Yes. And it he jams it into the cigarette lighter, and I guess that's all she wrote for that. Yeah, like a nineteen nineties car charger. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it is it is weirdly phallic. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, I guess. Well, because it has like something, and then it has a smaller pointy tip that yeah, comes out of it. And I, I, like, I think it's supposed to look like a tongue, but it's, you know, oh. it's fleshy. So, like, yeah, it's going to look real phallic. It definitely looks like hentai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just the two of them in there. Howard's back at the restaurant. He yeah. meets up with Tim, Tim, Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah. Um, and they go back to the lab. Yeah, well, it's that they get the they get into the uh, plane. Tim Robbins oh, has yeah. been arrested. Yes. Right, yeah. Tim then, Robbins has been arrested. Yeah, and to escape, they build a plane out of junk. Yeah. Uh, well, while, while that's happening, Jennings and Beverly take a detour back to the lab to go to a... Uh, power station. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Cuyahoga nu- Power Station. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that uh, he can juice up because need energy. Yeah, and he, like, basically causes a nuclear meltdown. Yep. Yes. Um, which because, is wild. Which is absolutely insane. And he looks real bad now. Oh, my, like, Jennings looks, all caps, bad, bad. So many Ds. <laughs> bad, yeah. Um, yeah, they His, do a uh, lot of um, makeup on him and... to, yeah, to make him look progressively more, like, skeletal. Yeah, and, it works. And, uh, you know, um, like, discolored. Yeah, oh yeah, like, he's definitely very, like, sallow-looking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also, like, but, like, his his lab coat that he's been wearing the whole time is, like, shredded and, you know. Yeah. It's real worse for wear. But, like, Jeffrey Jones, like, casts a pretty imposing figure, like, with this, with these, like, prosthesis. They, oh, yeah. I don't know if they did anything to his, like, neck and shoulders, but he but looks he really looks insane. Looming and, yeah. like, yeah. You know, like, Jeffrey Jones always is kind of a wormy guy yeah. like he's bigger he's not he's not like a small guy but like yeah he always kind of has like a wormy nerve needly kind of thing yeah. and this he's very like imposing yeah and i it's was like weird. i was like it's a weird turn it's a weird play for him but i i liked it yeah yeah, yeah. Same. it's cool um yeah while well, that's happening uh yeah howard and uh tim robbins build uh a I forget. They, it's I'm an like, airplane. Yeah. Oh, they they say what it's actually called, but basically it's like a th- has three wheels and it has um like wings like an airplane and a motor. Yeah. Um, and it's like a go kart. Yeah, it's like a glider type thing. thing where yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh Um, And they build that. They finish building it because it's only half built. They finish building it. Yeah, don't, isn't there a throwaway line of like, oh yeah, somebody's like weekend project is going to get us out of this or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly weekend what hobby. they say. Yeah. yeah, and it turns into fucking fly away home, basically. Yep. <laughs> yep. They, they, flow away, they flew away home. <laughs> For some reason, Tim Robbins like insists that Howard fly because he's like, you're a duck. It's you because he's still handcuffed. It's a joystick. What does he have to do? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's, like, is the that whole thing. Okay. Is that, like, yeah, he's still But, yeah, he's like, Howard, you can do it. You're a duck. He's like, and use he basically is like. Use your birdness. Use your birdness. He's basically like, he's like, tap into your genetic, like, sense memory of flight, which is, I guess, similar, but not at all like flying a glider. Can't be. Right? At all. Can't be at and all. Like, they don't even, like, the you know, it's not like the wings on a plane where they have like flaps that adjust right, like no, to this is just which is like which would be like I I could say arguably like a, a duck adjusting like their feathers you know to, right yeah this is just like pointing a fucking joystick up or down or whatever yeah it's so weird it's such a weird justification for like this flight scene. yeah <laughs> um it's an ultralight aircraft uh. is what the oh sure sure term sure is yeah uh, for appara- that kind of thing apparently the the uh, you know, model is a Quicksilver MX. Cool. Cool. Is that what the band MXPX uh, name themselves? Yes, after? I think so. I think so too. All their songs are about Howard the Duck. Yeah, I've never listened to them. Um, Howard the, <laughs> the Duck. duck. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it, it they're building the airplane, and then it switches back to them like driving all night to the power plant. And then back to airplane stunts. Yeah, there's, there's like a montage. Not yeah. a montage. It's a travel like, montage. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's them like getting the plane going. And at one point they fly over some duck hunters and there is a Wilhelm scream, which is another thing I keep track of on Letterboxd because I love it. Yeah. It's back and forth, back and forth. At some point in there, um, Beverly, this is when she is shabaried in the trunk of a car. Yep. By Jenning. Oh, uh, in the in the Mack truck, like oh, is it uh, the the it's the Mack the truck like cab, the oh, back okay. of the cab. Um, before the the trust your birdness when they first launch, I have a uh, a saucy note here that they were flying out of there like the wrong brothers. Boom, duck roasted. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god. Oh, oh good. I like that. I like boom. that very much. I think we're making boom duck roasted buttons. Boomed. Absolutely sold. It's just like, oh, fuck. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Um, Uh, They do a loop-de-loop in the plane at one point, which is cool. And And land on that truck is crazier. So, now, we watched, uh, because there's a couple of special features on this DVD, and they're all pretty short, like five minutes a piece, whatever. Yeah. And um, it talks about the stunts in this, and that was a big one, was like flying this ultralight and getting it to do its loop-de-loop underneath a bridge and then over top of it and back yeah. around. Well, I thought they were implying that they like cheated it where they yeah. did some cuts. Yeah. But, yeah. You and know. it looks good. It um, does. They do a thing like they have it bank up sharply. Then they cut to a close up of them, like quote unquote upside down, which is probably just filmed with an upside down camera. Mm-hmm. And then they have like the plane, like coming down sharply and then going back under the bridge. It's cool. It looks, it looks yeah. fun. Um, and Seems then, yeah, they, they actually do like fly behind like a truck and then land because it's a tiny little aircraft. It's a golf yeah. cart kind of, you know. Yeah. And they land it on top of the truck, which is a cool stunt and looked like it was done practically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. They no. Did the, yeah. They, they did that too. No, I mean like because yeah. like there's some shots in that where they had the um the plane the, you know the ultralight on a rig. 
so oh, they could get close yeah. ups. Oh, but this one. looks like it was yeah. just them flying and landing with yeah. a, with a film truck behind it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's like. Well, and then taking off again, which they yeah. say in the um, little featurette thing that like that was probably one of the more dangerous pieces of this yeah. stunt sequence because you're in a ultralight that's going 40 miles an hour, landing on a truck that's also going 40 miles an hour. So that part's tough. But then taking back off again, you're in front of a truck and because of drag and everything, you run the risk of your nose turning down and then you take a nose dive in front of a moving truck, which is not where you want to be. Yeah, apparently when you're flying uh, any kind of aircraft, you don't want to crash in front of a truck. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't have a pilot's license, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nor do I. Craig Ferguson does. Oh, He's okay. not related to this project at all. I just love him. That's fair. <laughs> and, like, so the, the airplane stunts happen, and uh, Bev's tied up, like, Shibari tied up in the back of the Mack truck. Uh, Jennings goes on a tour of the power plant. I yeah. think he's supposed to be, like, from the government, quote yeah, he unquote. like is blending in, quote unquote. Yeah, he which looks. Is, yeah. Uh, uh, my mind says he looks like a dead monster. Yeah, he's wearing a second, uh, like science coat, lab coat, his oh, visitor, or yeah. government, or something. Yeah, yeah visitor, over yeah. his tattered yeah. lab coat. Yeah, and uh, a hard hat that does not fit his now misshapen head. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ang, 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 ang. and the guy's like, yeah, very adept, sir, or whatever. I was like, what is and happening? And then he's like, uh, the guy's like, maybe we should all go get some coffee. Yeah, <laughs> implying that he's just like hungover yeah. or whatever. Well, and somebody's yeah. like, yeah, these guys from Washington. I'm like, what? These guys yeah. from Washington don't kid around. Yeah. <laughs> They're literal creatures from hell. Yeah, yeah. like... Um, but my note here is Tim Robbins gets waterboarded. <laughs> yes, Tim Robbins yeah. did get waterboarded. He like falls through. He's trying to do something with the motor or whatever. He's trying to reconnect because yeah. they like something popped off. Yeah, or the whatever. gas line or whatever. So it's like this little it. fucking like motorcycle motor yeah. that they have on the back of this thing. And he slips and he's hanging because he's handcuffed still. And he's hanging from his knees underneath the the ultralight because it's got like a crossbar between the um, wheels. Howard is flying over, like, the river there, and it's just Tim Robbins being waterboarded. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, this is so crazy. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, Howard! <laughs> I was like, fuck. That happens, and then immediately after that, Jennings breaks into, like, the core of the power plant. Yeah. Yep. Which ap- apparently causes, like, a nuclear meltdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he got super powerful. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. His power is now off the charts. This is where he starts to look like Dr. Wiley fully. Like, his head is bald, like, at least halfway back to two-thirds, and the hair that remains is, like, shocked out, you know, in yeah. this rictus around his head. Yeah, he's crazy skeletal looking and, like, bug-eyed and, yeah. He does. He looks like evil Dr. Wiley. Yeah. I guess Dr. Wiley was already evil. So more evil Dr. More Wiley? Evil. Yeah, because, like, they get in the van, they get in the, the Mack truck, and they start driving again. And um, she's still, she's still tied up. And he tries to, like, fucking monster truck over a line of cars and oh, just, yeah. like, rams them. And yeah. just keeps ramming them. Um, And then blows up, like, an entire... A-cab. A- a- cab. All cab. cops are blown up. All cops are blown up, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, they... You didn't want to laugh at that, but yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 all right. Nice. Uh, Sweet. Duck roasted. Um, duck roasted. Um, but then... Pork roasted. God. Oh, my God. Oh, pork roasted. Too yeah. good. 
Um, God, come on. Ugh. Yeah. So the the cop comes over to him and he like he's like, "Let me see your license, Jack." Yeah, I have no license. I, I am, am not, not Jack. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I and remember so, yeah. that. And so yeah. he Holy blows hell. up the cop, and then he blows up the rows of the co- like a row of cars with, with his a bunch laser of Star eyes. Wars noises. Yeah. Oh Star yeah, tons Wars. and tons of Star Wars sounds. Oh, it's I Stars Wars noises. <laughs> Stars is what Wars I noises. Yeah. Oh, and after I'm Dennis Franz. Welcome to Stars Wars. Yeah, and mm. so this is where Tim where Robin... I fight celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where Tim Robbins gets waterboarded because yeah. Howard says to him. This is no time for water sports. That's and then, right. Yeah. And then chuckles to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So this next next part. Howard. Of- the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck, Howard. Right. Oh, I like good. that a lot. That was good. Um. Uh, this next part, like, I don't have much for because I was just, I think I got distracted. Uh, back at the lab. Um, Tim Robbins and Howard are going to do a rescue thing and they rig up, like, uh, 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 an offensive laser. Yeah, yeah. it is. A um, cart. It's basically the little cart, if, if you've seen Austin Powers. Yeah. It's the little cart that, uh, you know, Austin <laughs> is driving and he gets wedged in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little four by four, like, thing just to get around, like, a large facility quickly. Yeah. Um, little utility golf cart thing. Yeah, with no have. top on it. Yeah. Um, so they mount this, yeah, offensive laser to it. It's got a power button on the side and it's got a thumb press, like, trigger, like an old fashioned, like, camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it has a seatbelt, and the whole thing is, you know, Tim Robbins is like, all right, Howard, like, I'll cause a distraction. You know, you sneak up behind him, don't let him know you're there, and then you can get the jump on him with the laser. And Howard fucks it up, and the, yep. the fucking car just goes, like, screaming into there and makes a ton of noise. And they have a showdown, and my note just says, showdown. And then we get a claymation Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah. well, because, like, yeah, he's sort of, like, erupts out of Jennings' body. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of a cross between, like, a scorpion and some of, like, the Men in Black monsters. Okay, so that's my note. I mean, it's it's, it's scorpion in shape. It has a definite scorpion tail, and it has, like, this weird upper body thing. Like, imagine a centaur, half man, half horse, but instead of being a horse, like a big scorpion-type thing. It's not really... It's fleshier than that lizardy kind of or something. Yeah. But its face, it has a tall mouth... Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it and around the sides of the mouth are like other little like mandibles, like four on each side. Yeah. It looks a lot like my note is the monster from the cold open of Men in Black. Yes. Yeah. The one yep. that like jumps yep. directly at the screen. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. they blow it up and it, in the desert. Yeah. yeah in the desert, yep. it spews blue goo, goo and guts all over the guys. Uh, you know. Standing yeah. around, yeah, Absolutely. it looks a lot like that. That's another tall mouth, mandibles on the sides, yep. kind of thing. Except this is that's like blue, and this is um like a tan color, yeah, like flesh color, yeah. Tons but of yeah. laser eyes, yeah. Um, I thought it looked really cool though. Like yeah, I, I, I think... liked the design, and I also liked like the puppetry yeah. and stuff because it seemed to be like a mix of maybe some computer generated effects, but maybe. also definitely well, the like... effects. Yes, but uh, the yeah, motion... like the effects around it and stuff like that. But then also, I think yeah, it looked um, like they had like a puppet and did stop motion with it. And, yeah, yeah, and it's a like, really it's, like it's cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's probably. I mean, it was ILM. Yeah. Who did Star Wars uh, for George Lucas? Who produced this? Right. Okay. So it kind of, you know, it kind of gave me like Rancor vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Sure. It's probably. I think that's what I probably meant to say last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I said Sarlacc. Sarlacc, yeah. But I think I probably meant Rancor. The Rancor, yeah. In Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it kind of gave me that those kind of vibes. Yeah, like same. where it's like claymation y, but maybe it wasn't entirely claymation, maybe it was like a puppet. It's it's just a crazy fight. It's got super lasers and shit and you know And Howard, it goes on for like too long. Yeah, it's I a think. big end of the movie fight and like whatever. I'm not gonna break it down beat by beat, but you know, Howard eventually does activate the laser and shoots it. Does yeah, it explode? Well, I don't recall what actually happens to this one. I know that he destroys well, the like portal laser. Well that's the thing, is then he realizes that like the well, laser's how, counting down. Power and... redeems himself by getting the laser cart back on track. Yeah. yeah. And then explodes. Like, stops downloading the demons, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> um, the movie although, ends, y'all. The, yeah, around there, she, you know, uh, uh, Beverly's like, you know, Howard, you'll never be able to go home again if you destroy it. And he's just like. He's like, ah, I, duck it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say that. Yeah. But, no. you know. But he says yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. With, his, with his heart. Yeah, why not, though? I don't know. Duck it? That would have been perfect for this. Right, because it's like, it's kind it's implied filth, but like totally PG. Also, now that I know that there's a Deadpool Howard the Duck crossover thing. Comic, yeah. Comic, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're both like, yeah, they're both silly and like fourth wall breaking. Like, they definitely always address the audience. And a little bit too horny, so it makes sense. Deadpool in the comics is not always horny. Sometimes, he used to be played straight as like a character that exists with those other crazy characters, but yeah, yeah, more uh, contemporary versions of Deadpool are definitely like sillier, more cartoonish, way hornier. It's a lot of fun. A lot more fun. Mm -hmm. Remember remember fun, y'all? I do. No. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not even saying that as like a COVID or quarantine. Like oh. I just mean like stuff could just be fun. Like yeah. comics could be fun. Nothing had to be serious all the time. The DC Comics universe uh, films wouldn't should never exist because they're mostly terrible. The best ones are the ones that remember what fun is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so weird that this is like a, technically a comic movie. And it's, I mean, like, the tone is all over the place, but, like... Well, I think it's that they should have nailed down a couple of core concepts and then been consistent with them, and that yeah. would have really strengthened, you know, Everything some else. some of the shaky parts. Dude, and that's George Lucas's whole deal. I know. Well, and that's the thing, is it's like, oh, yeah, don't take it too seriously. It's like, why not? Like, why not do things sincerely, even if they're silly? Right, right, right. You can take something silly seriously. You can, you know, yeah. not as much as maybe some people, but I'm a comedy nerd. Like, yeah. I love the Simpsons writer's room stories. Mm-hmm. It's literally like, you know, whatever, 12 or 20 guys, like, like locked in a room all the time, like 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day, who take comedy very seriously. Yeah. And they want to make every joke the best joke it could be, which is why you got, like, 10 seasons of the best writing ever. They're not just like, oh, who gives a shit? Like, fuck the rules. They're like, oh, we have to know exactly why we're breaking this rule if we're going to break it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just read a thing about the um, monorail episode. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of it, Spock, Leonard Nimoy, not even Spock, Leonard Nimoy teleports away. Yeah. And they're like, we had a big, big discussion as to whether or not we should end with that because it's really weird and it breaks the reality of the show. Yeah. And up until that point, the show had stuck to don't do anything that you couldn't do on a sitcom. Right. Yeah. You know, like it should it should have a, a present and extant reality. Yeah. And this explicitly breaks that. But they were like, we just thought it was too funny and too perfect to, to do it. Do. Leonard Nimoy loved the idea. So we, we went yeah. ahead with it, you know. 
Yeah. And, like, that's taking comedy seriously in a way that, you know, only helps strengthen your product. Yeah. Right. Like, The Simpsons is a cartoon, but, like, you don't have people getting hit by a bus without consequence or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, anytime somebody gets hurt, they are hurt. You see them in the hospital or, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, with all kinds of, like, you know, yeah, Bart, casts and a yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, Bart spends a whole summer uh, with his leg in a cast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the yeah. only level of cartoon violence that you get is in Itchy, Itchy and Scratchy, Scratchy which is the a commentary cartoon. on cartoons within a cartoon, which yep. is great. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple of notes about like, hey, let's keep in mind that these people view Howard as this. These this this group views him as this. Like, you can make a running gag out of it, and it doesn't. Not everybody has to see him as the same thing. Right. But it shouldn't feel confusingly random. Right. right. It should be consistent among certain characters or groups. It shouldn't just be whatever fits that particular moment. Right. Yeah. 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 Not like oh, oh whatever yeah. would make the most interesting thing right now. Because that's just chaos, and it's hard to follow, and it's distracting. Yeah. It's like it pulls you out of the movie. Yeah. Like when that woman screams at Howard because she sees a monster leaving this museum. Uh, you know, early on, it pulled me out of the movie because I went, "Oh wow, that's an appropriate response," and I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah. Right. Everybody else is just like, "Oh hey, a duck, no big deal," or like, "Oh you're a weird guy, or you're a kid, or it's a costume, or whatever," and it was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. It oh is. my god, I just had a galaxy brain moment about the end of the movie. And, and it supports my original thesis. Okay. Howard's planet is called Duck World. Uh-huh. What if it's like, fuck world? <laughs> like, it's like, ah, oh, duck it. It's duck world. Fuck world. It's full, it's just the horniest, it's all porno, everything is, it's fuck world. Howard the fuck. Howard the fuck, I said. Howard the fuck. Because I, I, yeah, I was texting and I was like, Howard the fuck, no. Or the one time it didn't, I wanted it to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to write the word duck for once. Like, yeah. Let me do this. Ever. Mm-hmm. Howard the fuck is right. But yeah, he, my, I, I really love it, like, right before the, the final musical number, uh, Howard pretends to be an yeah. overlord of the universe, and then he's just like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, after the um, laser explodes, the, you know, the, the whole lab explodes, a big, big, big laser. It's like a tower, you know. Yeah, they do the thing, like, you know, where it's like, it's exploding in multiple stages yeah, and of they, this big laser. And they've just like, added boom, superimposed boom, boom, boom. explosions, yeah. and one of them yep. definitely looks like the Death Star explosion, like yep. that same, like, very sparkly, yeah, you know, very explosion. fireworks Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they do that, Yub and that's nub. fun. Yeah. Yub nub indeed. <laughs> yeah, dude, if there's like the tiny weird little tribal bears planet, there's definitely... <laughs> a horny duck. Yeah, Endor is definitely out there and Fuck World is definitely out there in Star Wars canon. That's true. I feel it. Um, but yeah, yeah so this big explosion and, you know, Leah Thompson and Tim Robbins and everybody's like, Howard, are you okay? And he's like, real worse for wear. Yeah, he sits up and he's like, I am not Howard. And he's like, nah, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Howard... He's their manager now for yeah, Cherry Howard Bomb. Yeah, Howard can't leave because the laser's gone. Yeah. And he's now their manager because he knows stuff about music. And Tim and he Robbins takes no, no is guff. doing something. Uh, I don't know. Like Palling stage, around. Stage managing. I'm yeah. not really sure. Um, but yeah, then they play a song called Howard the Duck. It's This is like winding down into the closing credits and uh, you know Tim Robbins is like Howard pull that uh, thing because we have to like move the thing or whatever pull that rope and he pulls the wrong rope and the lighting rig he's on like 
gets lifted up and winched out and lowered in the middle of the stage and he turns around and the crowd's like hell yeah it's the duck from the song they're singing right now and they all freak the fuck out and then tim robbins runs out and puts a howard sized guitar on him uh-huh. and then howard fucking shreds and i just did a bunch of fucking back to the future jokes it was like hey chuck it's your cousin marvin barry i think i got that new sound you're looking for and it's just and i was like oh it's Leah Thompson. Her whole thing is to be the female lead in movies that end with a short man fucking shredding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and that, it, it, yeah, it winds down with Howard the Duck. Yeah, it's a, it's a full song. Oh, yeah, full musical um, number. It is all of these actresses actually singing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, which we it, found out. It's not a bad song. Yeah. Um, we looked through the, through the, cause I was like scrolling through the IMDb credits and it said the bartender at the club, who's in one of the previous scenes, I guess, cause I missed it, is Thomas Dolby of She Blinded Me With Science fame. Uh-huh. And also I would add a footnote, is a noted flat earther. Oh man. Which yeah. is wild. And then I, when I mentioned this last night or this morning, Crystal, you were like, Ooh, that puts She Blinded Me With Science in a whole new context. Yeah. She Blinded Me With Science. Which is fake. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, boy. I'm like, you made all your money off of something you don't believe in. Yeah, dude. That's um, the ultimate sellout, Thomas. Yeah. But pretty much all the music, all the original songs, not the score, but the original songs, were all written by Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Um, I think that the original songs for this movie are fucking great. I think yeah, that they're the, mostly pretty good, but I that Howard the Duck thing is like, as the, as the children would say now, a bop. Yeah, it is. It, it is bop. really catchy. It's very fun. It's the right tone for what this movie ought to be, but not for what the movie actually is. Yeah. Uh, also, the so the like the scoring, like the other weird triumphant music that happens. Yeah, is very like John Williams sounding, it, and yeah, like it's does not, it though. make sense? No, it's not. It's like like but like, it's maybe, John Williams Scott. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's yeah, like you could get it at Ross, like dress for less. <laughs> it's it's John Jesus. Williams. John Williams, oh, yeah. John Williams did the score for this movie. Yeah, you need music for your movie. Yeah, I, I got, got that. You. I get no problem. Yeah, what's what's a big deal? <laughs> yeah, I got sense. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. But because th- it's like weird. Yeah, who gives a duck? <laughs> yeah it's like weird and triumphant but all of the like thomas dolby stuff really fits with the movie because it's very like 80s new wave yeah and the and aesthetic of the movie is very yeah not self-serious the music no. is a little over overwrought yeah it's it's too dramatic in, for which like that's a john is. williams thing like yeah. john williams is very big emotions in his music yeah, and there's not and, but it works because he he does movies with big, big emotions, emotions. Yeah, like star wars that. is an epic battle in space like it's big it swings you know it's a star war yeah it's a star's war and like this is you know this is like a silly adventure romp like this is like adventures in babysitting yes it yeah yes you know and like you couldn't have like john williams music that's crazy like it's just too much yeah you can tweak things but then that's a thing where you might want to wholesale rip that out yeah i would find something else i was gonna say that's the the score is the only thing that does not work for me at any point no exactly i feel the same way every time i I noticed it it was bad and well that's the thing like i'm not i don't watch movies as like intently as i know 
y'all do. Yeah. Um, except for when I was rewatching this this morning. Yeah. I even noticed it because I was just like, oh, what? Why is that? And I think because I've been watching so many more movies now throughout quarantine, like we've watched oh, at yeah. least 200. Yeah, we're close to 200, if not 200. I, I don't have the figures in front of me. I know yeah. that you you watched like 300 and something and i've got to be close to that because we watched a lot of those together yeah yeah um so i've been watching way more movies than i have probably ever in my life yeah and so maybe maybe that's why it stuck out to me or it's just that bad honestly might be both so for me there are three possibilities for a score in a movie either i do not notice it in which case that's fine yeah you know, like, because that means that it's, like, kind of sinking in and, and fitting it's, what's it's happening. It's woven into the film. Yeah. yeah. Or I notice it and it's great, which is good. good. Or I notice it and it's, it's bad, bad, which is bad. So, yeah, if I ever have any notes about the score, that's usually not a good thing. Because very infrequently is it me going, like, man, this is great, you know? Yeah. It's hard to do. You know. That's, yeah, that's, like, mm-hmm. my only main, that's, like, my yeah. main complaint. It's, I think it's fun and weird. I think that it's way too horny for me to have been watching it as, like, a young kid. Yeah, it should uh, not have been PG. It's too grossly sexual. It, there's no sexual. There's no nuance no. to it. In that way, I think it's, like, I don't want to, like, I don't, I don't want to sound super judgmental, but, like, in that way, I think it's, like, like irresponsible to put any of that in a kid's movie. Because it's, it's not addressing any of it. Yeah, mm. no, it's very weird. And like I said, when I when my roommate was watching it, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that this was like my favorite movie <laughs> as a kid. And my mom even said to me last night, I texted her. I was like, mom, why was this my favorite movie? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, I think Howard the Duck is fine, but you loved it. Um, So for me, this is definitely a great watch. Even if you don't like it. I didn't even remember that we had to give it a grade. Um, <laughs> hang on. Welcome to the show you've co-hosted since the beginning. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's worth a watch. You know, yeah. I've definitely seen worse stuff. Yeah, yeah. Great watch. Yes. Yeah. I am. Yeah, sure. I am shocked. Yeah. Because... I, and I kid you not, we took a pee break a while ago. And while I was peeing, I was like, I'm going to have to say, like, I have, I think, a controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. This is a great watch. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it's controversial at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that this is not a controversial opinion because I thought, I thought you were both like, oh, this is, like, too wild or whatever. No, I Everything mean, it's, it's definitely this... entertaining. There are things that I would suggest that they do better, but there's also a lot of things that, again, like, I it really, really good. I genuinely like the special effects in this movie. I think yeah. that they are very well done, and I think that they hold up great. I've definitely seen later movies that have looked worse. Yeah, for sure. sure. Like, yeah, I mean, this is ILM. Yeah, yeah. no, I know, it's, but yeah, you, yeah. You, last night, were reading the trivia, and you cited that, like, George Lucas, in, he thought this would be a fucking smash hit, and that it was going to get him out of, like, you know, some financial oh, that's, debt. And, that's this morning, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. literally doesn't matter. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. But, you know, so, like, they put money into it because they thought it was going to recoup what they needed. Yep. You know, I don't know. If nothing else, I always admire a big swing like this. I just think that there are those elements that we've mentioned throughout the podcast that are... A bit misguided and not, you know, don't quite yeah. nail it, and it's a little inconsistent. But like, it's a ton of fun. It's so wild, and like, I mean, I was totally sober last night. I didn't even have a beer or anything after work, and I just had a blast watching it because it's just so crazy. It is. Yeah, it is. 
Um, so yes, I would say this is a three-way great watch, which is, uh, I, that surprises me that that's true. <laughs> Two things. Yes. One, mm-hmm. uh, three things, I'm sorry. Let's start with, because you mentioned you watched this a ton as a kid. Yeah. Allison, did you have a movie that you watched just like an obsessive amount as a kid? I mean, no. I definitely have like movies that I watched, that I owned and watched frequently, but nothing that was like one movie. Yeah. So like okay. like a couple of things that were pretty common for me were Pippi Longstocking, okay. uh, The Great Mouse Detective, okay. um, the uh, Batman Returns, the second uh, yep. Tim Burton one, which that was a little scary for me the first couple of times I saw it, and then I grew to like really really love that movie. Let me think. I mean, just no, yeah. No, um, just the, the thief and the cobbler that I showed you was something that I watched a lot. That yeah. that's got really trippy visuals. Um, I'm not asking for like. Just movies you recommend. Just if there's anything no. you watch, just no. Like, but I'm saying like these are all things that I watched a lot. I had okay. them on VHS, either taped or sure. purchased, yeah. and like but you didn't have they one weren't... thing that stands out. No, okay. did uh, you? Yeah, for me, mine was the uh, 1986, I believe, um, animated Transformers movie. Yep, mm, I knew he okay. would say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I, I mean, I watched it all the mm. time. I had, I had taped it off TV at my mom's. Yeah. Uh, when I would see my dad on weekends, uh, we would rent, you know, movies occasionally. And whenever we did, the video store near him had a rent a movie, rent a movie from the child section for free, yeah, like deal. So he would rent something he wanted to watch with me, and then you and then he that. was like, yeah, pick out something else. And while you watch that, I'll like do a little work around the house and like get dinner ready and then like when your movie's over we can have dinner and then we can watch the movie i wanted to watch and then i'll take you home that kind of thing or whatever Mm -hmm. and i always rented the (laughs) transformers movie to the point that he eventually was like you have rented this like every single weekend for this year and i was like i like it and to this day i can probably do that whole movie verbatim beginning to end Um, yeah so so you saying that reminded me i also watched uh the 1955 the court jester musical to the point where like i do know most of the words to all of the songs and a lot of the inner like which the dialogue in between that's a lot of tongue twisters yeah i was gonna say which is impressive because it's very wordy and tongue twistery this makes a lot of sense with Mm -hmm. who you are as a person it does okay yeah yeah because also it's sort of a little bit of a robin hoodie Uh thing as as we're as we're unpacking these things (laughs) like howard the duck and how it relates to who you are as a person and and the court jester and how it relates to yours and then you're a transformer, and I'm a transformer, and with the original score by White Lion. Yes, dare better believe you can survive. Oh my god, I love it! Yeah, I'm here for that. That's yeah. amazing. You're a transformer. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched like this and uh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, yeah, and- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh uh, uh, i just love him so much i also had a biggest crush on drop red fred and yeah later as i got older and i watched the it's a weird uh, movie man yeah as i watched um the young one yes the young ones i was like yep i love him he's amazing rick mail yeah um my second thing was we mentioned kind of the beginning that last night you were like oh nick kroll should play yeah howard the duck if they were to remake this movie, like, currently, like, to fit it into the Marvel Universe, yeah. you know, and they were going to follow a vague plot that's similar to this, right? Yeah. Who would you cast in the major roles? Any ideas? Uh, so Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, definitely. I'm back. Howard that. the Duck. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. Who played um, Bev? I honestly just think it should still be Leah Thompson. Yeah, I could I could go with that. Because, like, she, she is still great, so I, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like older gother. Yeah. Um, yeah, make her like um, like dark wave. Yeah, yeah, like Susie and the Banshee. Like, like really, Su- yeah. really lead into the Susie and the Banshees. So I'm gonna take a swing here. Yeah, uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, that is a swing. Uh, because I could see that singing an actress and sure. would probably be into this aesthetic. Yes. Sure. Oh, for sure. Nick Kroll and Miley Cyrus in <laughs> in Howard the, the Duck. Duck. 2022 who would you cast for um tim robbins part oh Mm. i would definitely make uh jennings tim robbins oh get get tim robbins to come back get tim robbins to come back as jennings because fuck uh jeffrey oh yeah definitely no that's fine um which i learned last night yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um so not even worth mentioning but jeffrey jones is trash yeah so (laughs) high five trash yep but yeah that's our that's get, our house handshake yeah who would you pick as uh, uh oh your tim robbins yeah your character. tim robbins tim robbins i would go with michael scott uh, michael scott adam scott <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i could see that i could see that adam too scott yeah glasses yeah. yeah um so my pick would be uh, jay baruchel freaks and geeks and um all the like 40 year old virgin and knocked up Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I don't know who that is. Hold on. Let me... Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. This one? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't, I, I would have not recognized him, but yeah, I absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Jenning, I'd have to go Alan Tudyk, because. Oh. oh, that's. He'd be able to do great. really well with that. The voice would be great. He does great yeah. voice work. I know. I that know. That is very good. I like yeah. that. Um, my pick for Jenning um, f- to go with the like fun is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, huh. Oh, that would be that fun. would be kind of fun because he has a history of playing, uh, you know, a scientist yeah. with a horrible, horrible body transforming uh, accident. That's true. <laughs> S- just the flyer. Just there the fly. One? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no, because in uh, I mean, in Jurassic Park, he's just the sexiest scientist ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be. Who would you get um, instead of Thomas Dolby to do the do the original songs and let's say also the score? Oh, um, I'm going. Oh, are you going to say John Darnielle because you've been? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, I have to think about it. I, there are three. There are three musicians slash bands that I'm always like, why haven't they done a score for a movie or whatever? Okay. And uh, I mean in general, and it's uh, John Darnielle. Yeah. I would like have him just do a whole album, Murder by Death. Oh just man! Why have they not, just why have they not done a whole? Thing. Yeah. Um, and they have. Oh, nice! It's, oh. it's the score to a book. book. Yeah, though. Finch. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Jeff uh, Vandermeer or whatever. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Um, also, friends of the podcast um, because I know I'm friends with them and I am on the podcast currently. That's so true. Friends of the podcast. Well. Murder by Death. Um, Hi, everybody. Yeah. Big I fans. love y'all. Yeah. Um, go, if you're in Louisville, Kentucky, go visit their pizza shop called Pizzeria pizza, Lupo. Pizza I believe Lupo. we are all whiskey club. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. All whiskey, all Murder by Death whiskey club. Whiskey yep. crew, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whiskey crew. Cool. Okay, uh, who yeah. else? Uh, and the third is my suggestion for this in, yeah. in that, you, you know, we want to do like, it's kind of a gothier, like, sort of, you know, synthy thing. Oh, AFI slash Davey Havoc. Oh, 
Hell yes. Like black, <laughs> I thought you were going like to say black, my chem. Oh, no. Like black audio kind of like. Black, oh, him and Jade? Yeah. Black audio sold. Like that would be black so fun. Audio sold. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 100% there. That's I'm, my pitch for it. who should do the score on the original songs. Hmm. I'm for it. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. I love it. It's my yeah. Pitch. Uh, okay. Yeah. And the third thing is because it comes up earlier in Howard's apartment, uh, yeah. he has a bowling trophy, and we made a joke last oh. night about duck pin bowling. Right. Crystal, would you please explain to our listening audience what duck pin bowling is? Because we actually had recorded this in a previous episode. I had to cut it for time. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. I wonder... <laughs> So duck pin bowling is something that is, I believe, just New England specific. Um, I believe I've mentioned on the podcast before. I grew up in Connecticut. So I'm, I, I love New England, even though I've been in Philly for 15 years. Um, and duck pin bowling is like miniature sized pins um, and miniature sized ball. So like if you ever had one of those like plastic bowling sets that was like half size. I did as a child and I yeah. couldn't say bowling pins. So I said buppies. Buppies. Yeah. Buppies. I love it. Buppies. Uh, that's for Brian and Brian alone. That's good. <laughs> um. So it's like small, but they're, it's all made of wood and, um, they're just yeah miniature pins and then there's also uh candle pin bowling which is they're just straight instead of being shaped like a duck instead of being shaped like a bowling pin it's just straight like a candle um and you just knock those down and it's also small ball Um, oh it's the same size like same size like like, a handball size yeah like a little bit bigger a little bit bigger than a bocce ball okay like fruit like softball no No? bigger than that they're like like um cantaloupe cantaloupes yeah like okay. I, i'm pretty sure they're like pretty big for small bowling balls right but still smaller than a bowling ball yeah um, and they don't have holes in them i was gonna like, say they're just, holeless yeah you just oh, okay. throw them like a ski ball okay yeah mm-hmm. cool. um, at least all the ones i've ever played there may be differences i sure. think rhode island might have its own thing i'm not sure <laughs> rhode island rhode island come on get out of here rhode island um <laughs> not i'm just kidding providence yeah, no. is fine yeah, yeah um we like new, yeah, we like new england on this podcast yeah fans of new england all right um so yeah that's it well thank you for being on again and yeah. for bringing this this very strange movie thank you for letting me um watch this uh with you guys <laughs> yeah. um i've had this dvd for years my friend alec bought it oh well you know alec yeah, yeah. hi alec hey alec <laughs> Alec bought it for me years and years ago, and um, yeah, I've had it since, and I'm glad we could watch it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, you should interact with us on social media and tell you what movies were influential for you as a child by uh, contacting us on Instagram or Twitter at Podcast, or you can write us directly at w-r-i-t-e-h-w-g-w at gmail.com. And um, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. All I right, said it backwards, you, but, you know, yeah. it's fine. And you can oh. get us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on on moviejohn.com, uh, under the podcast tab, or anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, right. If you want to see my weird art, go to wantful, W-A-N-T-F-U-L, underscore things, T-H-I-N-G-S. Yes, like a Stephen King, beautiful things rip off. Uh, go there and look at tombstones and weird uh, landscape paintings that have been making me in the yellow kitchen. So. Yeah. Yo, well, thanks for listening. Bye. That's perfect. Bye. Bye. Bye.
She's been doing really impressive artwork. Um, Thank you. We might cross post on Instagram, maybe. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. I'll do a Howard the Duck painting. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's just going to be a bunch of spiral duck penises. Oh, my God. As far as the eye can see. Speaking of elder gods. (laughs) (laughs) 